Aloha, fellow investigators, and welcome to our video podcast, Into the Darkness, where my friends and I play the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. I'm your host, Tom Rayleigh. Our scenario is titled The Cobalt Skyrunner. It was written by Matt Bryan and Noah Lloyd, and it's available on their website, Reckoning of the Dead. I'm your game master, and this is version three of this game. So without any further delay, let's begin our journey into the darkness. <clears throat> you arrived in Long Beach just last night, staying at a portside hotel. A funny thing happened when you looked out of the balcony window. You thought at first that you were seeing another hotel across the street. Then you realized the truth. There she was, a floating monster of a ship, a luxury resort on the water, filling even your peripheral vision, shining, sparkling with electric twinkling lights, the fabulous cobalt skyrunner. The next morning was no less impressive. She loomed up as you crossed towards the dock, 14 decks high, towering over the shops and restaurants on the street. Crowds of people in garish, colored, in garish colors lined the docks, impatiently bleeding and gibbering to one another. The ship's personnel, dressed in spotless white and gold, confirm your cabins, check your luggage, and do their best to smile and be pleasant while hurting everyone on board. Excitement grips you as you walk up the gangway and into the belly of the fabulous Cobalt Skyrunner. This sure beats the cruise ship you've been on before, a city on the sea. The ship will set off tonight on what will ultimately be a 14-day cruise to the Hawaiian Islands. You needed this. A life of an author may be physically easy, but mentally it's a bitch. You and your friends meander together through the crowds. You, your pre-boarding instructions send you to your muster station on deck six to check in. This is where you are to go in case something happens. You know, like hitting one of those dreaded Hawaiian icebergs. Your cabins are on the 10th deck, the iris deck, side by side with balconies. There is a knock on your door. An un a, a uniformed man with a big smile greets you. Welcome, welcome. My name is Purnadi Narotamo Putra. I am your cabin steward. I am here to assist you in your needs. If you have any questions, I can answer them. If you need something arranged, I can do it for you. Your luggage is being organized and will be brought to your cabins within the hour. Thank you. <clears throat> do you bring drinks to the room? Uh, we can have drinks brought to your room, though you have a small uh, a drinks cabinet here with uh, plenty of uh, stocks. Excellent. Um, we can also bring you food service. Uh, a lot of people like to have breakfast uh, on the terrace outside their rooms. But of course, we have uh, 12 restaurants. We have, they serve breakfast, they serve uh, drinks all day. Uh, you're here to enjoy yourselves. Right. Well, Derek, I'm ready to explore. And it's the, it's noontime. Oh, it's probably uh, 10.30 a.m. Oh, okay. Oh, sun's out. This is all to get the hey, hey, creative hey, sunscreen, energy. Sunscreen. Oh, 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 sorry. Sorry. This is your trip. This is your trip. I want you to enjoy it. It'll be good. Yeah, I'm trying. After publishing that last book. Oh, ah, no work. This ringer. is a no. We're not going to talk about work on this oh, trip. Okay. 
just to get all those creative, all that stuff going, you know, make this next one a real big hit. Absolutely. So your rooms are on the starboard side of the ship, um, about midway uh, in between the front and the back. When you step out of your cabins, um, a kind of uh, illusion is sort of presented to you because the hallway literally goes all the way to the front and all the way to the back. So it looks like you're standing in an endless corridor that goes off with uh, literally hundreds of rooms uh, on both sides of the cause. So the, the ones uh, the ones directly in front of you, those cabins don't have windows. They're inside cabins. They're cheaper, but some people still go that way. Um, do you want to walk towards the front or towards the back, the fore or the aft of the uh, ship? Are there is there a promenade deck? Yes, there is a promenade deck. In fact, there are two promenade decks, lower and upper promenade. I feel like we should promenade on the promenade. Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's a good idea. Get some fresh air. Let's uh, at least enjoy the moment before we go. <clears throat> at least claim a place that way other folks can't intrude in, just like somebody at all times posting up, you know. We'll, we'll put a towel down on a, some chairs. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So... Um, you go down just a little way. Actually, if you go either way, you're going to, there will be a place where there are elevators and or mm -hmm. stairs winding up and down. Um, you choose to take the stairs or the elevators. Uh, the promenade is on the 13th floor. So three stories above you. Yeah, three stories isn't bad just to walk upstairs. But then again, who's, is everyone crowding to the elevator at the moment? Well, because you're just now getting on, there are still a lot of people on the docks boarding. It's going to be probably a couple of hours before everybody's on board. Um, and so right now, there's not a lot of people. There's a few people here and there. Um, down below on deck six, there's a lot of people because that's the muster station. Um, but up where you are, there's not so many people. Two or three other people here and there. The way I expect to eat and drink during the next two weeks, I think we should probably take the stairs once in a while. But not right now. I'm taking the elevator. Okay. They well, talked me into it. Eh, let's, let's do it. The uh, elevator is fairly large. It's mirrored on the inside. So once again, that strange sort of illusion of infinite distance in all directions uh, is there. Everything is gold and silver and, and very pretty. Um, piped in music uh, like you expect from an elevator a few other people get in with you and you end up uh opening up onto the promenade deck um you're actually in an indoor corridor on this level there is a casino there is a uh, uh an art gallery and uh various other small things like a library and some community rooms where you can play board games and so forth. But but the doors leading to the outside go on to a large deck. Uh, the deck is, I'd say, about 20 feet wide, going from the, the body of the ship all the way to the edge. There's a railing all along. Uh, and uh, it stretches all the way to the front and the back of the ship. Uh, you can also see there's a place marked on it by sort of a green walkway that has little stick figures of people running. So it is the jogging track. 
Then if you want to go jogging, you can jog all the way around the ship. So we're going to be heading west, more or less due west. So for the most part, the sun's going to be south of us. So we want to be on the port side so that we don't fry ourselves for the most part. Uh, but we might as well do a turnaround the whole boat and get a sense of the thing before we choose our lounge chairs. Right. It's a beautiful boat. Really um, pretty. <laughs> Indeed. So at this level, I mean, you, you've become very quickly aware that you're not on the top. There's still other decks above you. Um, you can see at periodically above you, there is a large um, lifeboat. Uh, the lifeboats can hold about 20 or 30 people. They hang above your heads um, and uh, they're one after the other. So they kind of make the, uh, the roof area above your heads. Um, there are periodically stairs going up and there are doors going back inside. Uh, you find um, a few lounge chairs here and there in shady places. This whole area is shaded. Uh, by the ship, it's by the upper decks. Uh, and also, when you move towards the front of the ship, the railing kind of changes so that there are large plexiglass uh, walls to protect you from the wind if the wind is blowing and the ship is moving. Uh, at the front of the ship, your path kind of goes into a tunnel that is protected by the metal of the ship, and then comes out again on the other side. And similarly, if you go to the back of the ship, the same thing. There's that kind of tunnel around the back of the ship, and then you come back out. Uh, there are periodically stairs going up. There's equipment here and there. There are doors that say off limits uh, or staff only. Um, and of course, there are the, the what are they, the, the circles. Um, Portals? Uh, the no, the um, life life preservers mm. here and there on the ship. Uh, you you find a map on the wall of uh, the ship. Uh, right above you is the upper promenade. Then there is a sports deck. Then the Lido where the swimming pools are, and then the sun deck above that where people all can lay stretched out in, in the sun. Down below you, there's one deck that's the main deck. And then below that are various uh, named decks where it's mostly uh, mostly rooms. And on either end, there's a theater, there's an IMAX, there's uh, all sorts of things going on on the ship. Uh, there's a slight breeze blowing, but it's, it's clear and it's sunny and it's beautiful. What would you guys like to do? Well, I'm pretty overwhelmed with options here, but uh, you guys might like be getting a little hungry too. I would like to go swimming at some point. I could check out the sun deck at one at some point. Right. I guess okay. we'll do a general tour, and then it'll be time for lunch. Okay, we'll know where everything is. I'm curious to see what the other passengers look like. Obviously, I'm already thinking about how to get away with murder on one of these things. There's a pretty uh, decent Columbo on a cruise ship, but uh, I'm sure I could do better. Do um, everybody do spot hiddens? Uh, 
regular success. Ooh, yeah. yeah, regular success. Well, Stephen probably notices anyway, but there are those little black surveillance bubbles in the ceiling all over the place. Right. So, I mean, not all over the place like in a casino, but they can oh. pretty much see everything that's going on in the show. <clears throat> yeah, that's an impediment for sure. Crime has gotten a lot harder. Crime writing, too. Now that we live in a 24-hour surveillance state. So on your way uh, exploring the ship, um, you discover a couple of things. There are a lot of little cubbies, you could call them, where there's a stairs or there's a little hallway, a little narrow hallway that suddenly leads to a lounge or a discotheque or uh, a bar or a restaurant. They're, they're all over the place. But for the most part, in the center of the ship, it's like being in a mall. There's, uh, there's shops. There's uh, uh, right in the dead center of the ship on the main deck, a big atrium with a chandelier hanging and a place where there's a piano and uh, a piano bar and a Starbucks coffee. And uh, there's also, to, to either side, there's excursions, you know, where you can sign up for excursions. There's the basic, like you'd find in a hotel, the concierge desk where they can take care of problems you're having on the ship. Uh, things like that. They're all available. <clears throat> um, uh, as you move your way up the ship, you encounter multiple restaurants. Uh, a couple of them, the um, the Forest Cafe is basically a gigantic um, all-you-can-eat uh, smorgasbord-style, uh, cafeteria-style um, of you know, just about anything you can think of. Uh, that one's open most of the time. Uh, there's uh, fancy Irish bars that are open 24 hours if you want to get fish and chips in the middle of the night. Uh, and um, when you finally get up to the, <clears throat> the, 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 the Lido, there is a large pool in the center. It's not as big as you thought that it would be. Um, swimming pools have a problem on, on board big cruise ships. They weigh a lot. The water is very heavy. So they're usually deep in the middle. And then at the edge, they're, they're pretty thin. So, you know, maybe a foot or two of water for most of the pool on either side. And then it dips down in the center. But it's a place you can sit in the water and get cool. There's uh, four large jacuzzis on either side that can hold about 10 people each. And people are already starting to climb in. And of course, there are deck chairs all along either side. And then the deck above you, it's open to the sky. That's the sun deck. That's all, all chairs going all the way around. There are also sports things. There is a climbing wall. There is a, a skydiving simulator. Uh, there is a golf course that runs around the ship. Um, there's rope courses. Uh, there's a place where it's called a skywalk, where the ground under your feet goes out around the ship, and it's got glass floors so that you're hanging over the ship. Um, there's a lot to do. And now 
there's more people coming. People are starting to drink. They're already starting to party. Music is playing. And um, the only thing that interrupts that mood is every once in a while, an announcement comes over the big loudspeakers that says, we still have uh, 172 guests that have not checked in at their muster stations. Please, if you haven't checked in at your muster station, you have to go to your muster station. The ship will not leave port unless everyone is checked in at the muster station. I guess we better get some mustard. <laughs> That's what it does sound like. Uh, and then we can choose a place to eat. I feel like an inaugural meal, maybe. We're on our way to Hawaii, maybe something Asian. They're a Thai restaurant. Maybe some fusion restaurants. There is a the Full Moon Cafe. Yeah, they're a Asian fusion. All right, all right. We can throw a luau while we're while we're going there. <laughs> Sounds good. Mm-hmm. So, how how long do you suppose this mustering takes? Well, the majority of the guests are already all around here now. So, do you do you all know what muster is? Muster is where you you have to, nowadays they do it completely differently. They used to do it where they'd gather all of the passengers together, make them put on uh, their uh, water, uh, what are they called? You know, their life jackets Mm -hmm. uh, and know where their boat was. Now you do it online, but you have to go to the muster station and show them that you've watched the video and then you can they click your name off and you can go. So some people just go party and they don't go to the damn muster station. And so the ship can't leave unless everybody has been clued in as to where their boat is and where their, their, uh, their escape is. If something goes wrong. All right, well, let's get going and get the show on the road. So, as you are making your way towards the full moon cafe, a gentleman. Well, first, do, do we do, is this post muster? Yeah, you did that first thing when you came. Oh, okay. you, were, you were smart about it. Um, uh, as you're heading towards the full moon cafe, uh, there are a number of officers that are uh, standing amidst the crowd. And they are handing out uh, little things that people are quickly filling out. Um, One of them approaches you and he says, uh, uh, good morning. He says, uh, we're very glad to have you. Would you like to enter to uh, have a meal with the captain? Of course. This is a wonderful vessel. What's the capacity? How many people are on board? Uh, our current capacity is 4,260 passengers um, on 11 decks, and our crew complement is 1,217. Wow. I've got an idea for a story that I could probably pitch. You're all, you're all here together as a group? Uh, yeah. Yes. Okay. yes. So he, he marks something on the, the thing that he hands you. And he says, yeah, fill this out, and there will be a drawing. And uh, I believe this one is for breakfast tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. All right. right. So you fill that out, and then you're on your way to uh, the Full Moon Cafe. Um, Murder at the captain's table. Sorry. 
it's um it's asian fusion it's delicious um you have alcohol you have music going on there's somebody playing a piano uh and you begin to have a very nice nice time about an hour or so maybe an hour and a half later you've walked around some more uh you uh decide you'd like to oh somebody needs to get something out of a bag um when you first arrived at the port they took all of your bags uh now, uh, as you make your way back to your room, the hallway is kind of filled with luggage. There's luggage in front of people's doors. And as you get to your door, in fact, your suitcases and everything are there waiting for you. I figure they do this because the idea of people walking around with their suitcases and bashing into the furniture and the walls is probably something they want to avoid. <laughs> Um, so you get your stuff and, um, we'll say it's around noon now. Um, your balcony is lovely. There's uh, two chairs and a little table. Uh, it, it's open air. You can look down. You're 10 stories above the water. Uh, you have right now a spectacular view of Long Beach. You can see the Queen Mary off in the distance and, the uh, Spruce Goose, and, uh, the strange, um, odd towers sticking up out of the water, which are decorated uh, uh, oil wells. Do, <laughs> yeah. do does uh, Maddie's in my room? Does our balcony directly connect to Derek and Robin, or are they no. divided? Yeah, all the rooms are divided, but. Uh, you're just by a couple of feet outside the door. Oh, we can so we can actually scream at each other. Yeah, yeah, but we can't <laughs> play cards. And <laughs> and your your steward comes. He's like, you know, if there's anything that you need, I brought you some fresh water. He brings you bottled water. Um, he oh. uh, he explains to you uh, something uh, a little delicate, but it's something that we run into on every cruise line and that is that your balcony is not quite as private as you might think that it is um it has petitions between the balconies but uh and of course when you were at sea nobody can see you but some people like to uh express themselves in uh in uh, ways that should not be inappropriate but be aware that you might be seen. Really noted. Uh, could yeah. I actually get a extension cable for my CPAP machine? Absolutely. Thank you. And could I get a drink with at least two umbrellas in it? All of them, just all that you can fit, really. Two umbrellas. Oh, you, you've only been here a few hours and you're already at two umbrellas. <laughs> yes, we have a head a, start. We have a Cobalt Skyrunner special. I'll bring that to you. That sounds um, perfect. Is it blue? Oh, of course. Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take the cobalt special. Sounds like a... So very cheerfully, he uh, he goes off to get you those things. Um, he At some point, he's told you that you can just... You may just call him Pernati. 
because um, okay. that last name, Naratamaputra, is a little bit long. Uh, he is from Jakarta, Jamaica. I'm sorry, Jakarta, Java, Indo- Indonesia. Indonesia, yeah. All right. Okay. So, yeah. um, go ahead. Oh, I'm just because Maddie being an investigative journalist, like I wonder what uh, what deeds these people are up to since the balconies are not as private as they seem. That's going to be very fun. I have my camera ready just in case if I find something. But I'm not. But I'm not working. But still, I think you'll hear it help. first. there are are cases of people actually getting into legal trouble because they were having sex on their balcony in port and the people from the 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 mainland could see them and it was indecent some of the islands are very strict about decency so yeah be careful You put a, a lot of people in a boat with a lot of booze and you expect some of them not to get naked. It's just folly. Yeah, it's strange. I'm thinking, you know, so you bring, you smuggle a, a drone with cameras on it on board and then you do a tour of the balconies every few hours and then you have blackmail material for a year. Oh, Yeah. Sure, that if you need a like second a career. Yeah, it sounds if, like a good way to get sued. <laughs> well, again, I'm thinking of, uh, you know, uh, thinking of uh, reasons for somebody to get knocked off while, while aboard ship. Uh, Maddie's just taking it? notes. Uh, from, your, from your watching videos and stuff before you actually took this trip, maybe from previous ones, you know that Falling overboard during the middle of the voyage is usually fatal. Um, There's just no way for the ship to turn around and get back to you before you're completely lost from view. Uh, But uh, ideally, you could run along the side of the ship and try to keep your eye on the person and throw them a a ring. Life preserver, yeah. And hopefully, the waters are fairly warm. Uh, you're in the South Pacific. Um, hopefully, somebody will see them, but it's not very good chances. And contrary-wise, if you were to bop somebody on the head at night and dump them off of the balcony, then the body, when found, would probably show no indication of the previous assault. If it's ever found. If I'm, it's ever found. I'm glad I'm not rooming with you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, I get it all out in fiction. Ah. Uh, personally, <laughs> I'm quite mild mannered, but um, it's also it's also good to know that such an event on a cruise ship will most likely ruin everybody's trip on this cruise ship because the cruise ship won't just keep going; they have an obligation to stay and try to find them and call in other cruise ships from the neighborhood <laughs> and try to find them. Uh, all right. So sometime that evening, uh, uh, maybe you're eating somewhere else. Maybe you've gone to see a show. Uh, well, not a show, but you're, you're eating somewhere else. You're in a lounge. You're drinking. 
uh, you're meeting uh, new people, new friends on board the ship, just casually talking to you and talking back. Um, a, a steward, um, uh, not, uh, not Bernardi, um, he notices you and he comes over to where you're standing. Um, and he asks, uh, are, are you, um, Robin Sai, Maddie, uh, Marvinelli, uh, Derek Matters, and Stephen Stansfield. Yes, we are. He yes. says, um, I'm glad to inform you that you have won breakfast with the captain tomorrow morning, Captain Barclay. All right. Ooh. That was fast. Lucky us. And he hands you guys tickets for that. Um, the ticket explains that you will be having breakfast with Captain Regina Barclay and First Officer Lena Cleese uh, in the Valkyrie, which oh. is one of the fancier restaurants at breakfast at 8 a.m. Ooh, sounds very fancy. I guess I can't drink as much tonight because of breakfast in the morning. Yeah, you can still drink a little. Yeah. yeah I- we might just have to start drinking earlier and harder that way. Well, the secret to never getting hung over is to never stop drinking. Just keep it going. Keep it going. You just got to find a new homeostasis, like 0.05 BAC. <laughs> um, then that's not hard to do. And it's, it's, it's party all, all the time when you're there. But of course, it also wears on you. You know, after a few hours of partying, you do feel like just sitting down uh, and resting. Um, I brought a lot to read as well. And um, I'd say around 6 p.m., there is an announcement made over the PA system. Um, for those of you who are, who are interested in, uh, in our launch of the ship, we will be departing in 15 minutes from the docks. Um, we will have a big celebration party uh, on the Lido deck uh, around the pools uh, for our departure. All right, I'm going to change into shorts, swimming shorts, because I want to attend that. Yeah, I'll get my uh, one-piece swimsuit ready. Okay. Um, you, uh, you all change, you get ready. Um, you go up there. There's a lot of people. People are in the pool. People are in the jacuzzis. Um, and ju- right about 15 minutes starts to go by, and the music suddenly pumps up. Um, there's, uh, entertainment that comes down on, there's kind of a, a stage at one end of the pool. Um, they start dancing and they start announcing, um, you know, introducing you to members of the staff, the people there. Uh, and then, um, there is a, the horn is honked a couple of times and without really even feeling it you begin to notice all of the buildings in uh, Long Beach start to move. And it's almost imperceptible, but once it starts moving, they start moving pretty fast. And the okay. ship is on, underway. But this, is, this thing is huge with gigantic stabilizers. You don't feel anything. That's crazy. Well, there's Shoreline Village just passing. And... Uh... Queen Mary, 
Yeah, I'm just stuff. glad we're not rocking up and down. I'd be throwing up in, in a fetal position. Uh, do you get do you get seasick easy? <laughs> Every time I've been on a smaller boat than this, yes. Oh, hope you got it. Well, and you probably bought plenty, plenty of Dramamine and stuff like that, just in case. <laughs> mm-hmm. You also chose very wisely. Your ship, your midship cabins are the best cabins for if you have seasickness, because it's the ends of the ship that rock up and down more than the center of it does. Um, the it's music more starts like a floating skyscraper than a ship to me. Um, the uh, the music ramps up. People start dancing. There's people in the pool, uh, and there it's a big celebration. As, as slowly you go out to sea, you see the land moving away from you. <coughs> you see the sun dipping down into the sky and a beautiful, spectacular sunset uh, as uh, as your ship drives off into the unknown. No, the uh, the well known. <laughs> Man, haven't been this relaxed in a matter of uh, months. This this is going to be great. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you spend that evening having a lot of fun, making friends, dancing, drinking. Eventually, you you turn in for the night. Uh, you find when you get back to your rooms, uh, your beds have been turned down. Um, uh, there are fresh towels, which are usually sculpted into little animals. Um, and, uh, the luxury level is extremely high. You guys have already, you've paid the package, so you don't really have to pay for anything. Um, tips are included. You don't have to worry about money at all. Uh, did you guys want to do anything before you go to bed that you Uh, haven't already done? The the casino, is that just slot machines or is that live card games or what's going on? It's a full casino. There are lots of slot machines, but there are also tables with cards and uh, roulette. And uh, it's, it's, it's just like any other um, Las Vegas uh, 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 casino, uh, minus the fact that it's smaller. Right. Well, I guess since we have a breakfast date of honor at eight in the morning, I will hold off on my poker urges until tomorrow evening. You sure, Stephen? I'll join you. Uh, I'll mostly be at the bar, but I'll join you. Maybe if I set a betting limit, we can. Yeah, you'll set a betting limit. All right. What the hell? If I'm yawning in front of the captain, she'll forgive me. I'm sure she's used to it. Um, I would like the two of you to do uh, spot hidden rolls, if that's what you're going to do. That is a hard success. 24 out of 25. Okay. So you've only been, you've, you've been on the ship less than 24 hours, and you begin to notice, like a supermarket, it's laid out in a certain way that sort of forces you to walk through the casino, through the art gallery, through the shops that they're selling stuff every time you want to go somewhere. It's like it's at the front of the ship, the back of the ship. Um, So you've already been through the casino once and seen it. Um, It's also designed very much that there's no straight line through the casino. 
that you have to kind of meander through it, hopefully to get you hooked and doing something. Um, but just prior to getting to the casino, <coughs> you have to walk through their little art gallery. And their art gallery, they're going to have an auction tomorrow in the afternoon of some art. Um, most of it is schlocky. Most of it is, you know, big-eyed children balancing beach balls and stuff that you really wouldn't want on your wall. Some of it is better. Some of it is kind of pseudo-spiritual stuff with swirls and unicorns and stuff like that. And there's a little bit of it that, that's kind of good, but it's kind of weird, you know, um, kind of a little too avant-garde for what you would ever want in your house. And the prices on everything, the, the normal retail prices all seem a little bit outrageous, you know. And why would you buy art on a, on a cruise ship anyway? Uh, truth is, you know that if you buy the art there, they're going to ship it to you. And it's probably not even going to be the exact art that you see here. It's going to be a copy of it. But they have that as well. Um, why don't you both do luck rolls? So, I mean, uh, Robin, are you going to be gambling? I am just sitting at the bar uh, okay. drinking Coronas with lime. Okay. Hey, I have a successful luck roll, regular. Okay. So you win yourself a couple of hundred bucks. All right. Okay. Maddie and Derek, were you guys just going to go to bed or sit on your balcony or drink some coffee? Or um, what? Well, I'm thinking that Maddie's going to take her while following, just take pictures of like people who like captured energy that's been going on. So it's very, the very okay. celebratory of party and whatnot, capturing the moment within the ship. After being pretty partied out, I think um, Derek is going to have a drink with a few more umbrellas in it, uh, just sitting out on the little uh, balcony doing crossword puzzles with just a little bit of light. You know, like anyone should do on a vacation, enjoying the scenic view of Sudoku and little check boxes. In the in the process, you find out too that there are events that take place on board the ship all day long, constantly, and there are things like um, margarita tasting, you know, and uh, and uh, trivia trivia games where you know people sit in the little theater during the day and they do trivia questions and all sorts of fun stuff like that. Crossword puzzles. There is a crossword puzzle club on the ship and the library uh, gives out new crossword puzzles every day that you're there. So if you like crossword puzzles, it's pretty good. He is definitely going to be spending all of his time in there and none of it enjoying the beach or the cruise view. <laughs> all right. So eventually you all wind down uh, you come back a little, little happy, a little drunk, a little richer than you were before. You go to sleep. Um, it's warm enough that uh, you know you you could leave your cabin. I mean, your window, your your balcony door open, uh, but it's kind of discouraged because the ship does have air conditioning, and they do. It costs more if your door is open and they're losing the air conditioning. But it is also nice to sit out on that balcony at night 
and watch the stars in the sky and the ocean. You can see distant other ships on the ocean. There's fucking Disney cruises over there with their stupid fucking ship. And you can see that over there. And it's they're way off, but you know, at night you can see the lights on the horizons. Um the uh, it's a crescent moon that's come up. Um so it looks very much like uh, is it Diana with her uh, her uh, bow and arrow shooting towards Orion, <coughs> but it's peaceful and it's lovely, and the sound of the ocean going by is very hypnotic and quiet, and and your beds are nice and soft, uh, they're comfortable. Uh, you can push them together or move them apart, however you want, and you find yourself very quickly falling asleep. Uh, next morning comes, and uh, you uh, you wake up feeling pretty good. Uh, there are showers, and the showers have got good pressure. You know, they, they're good 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 pressure on the showers. Um, so you guys get cleaned up, you get ready, and you're going to go at eight o'clock to breakfast. Um, How formal do you suppose breakfast with the captain is, Maddie? Am I putting on a tie? Um, I don't know. It doesn't say it's so. Uh, I don't it know. probably Why says on your there? ticket, you know, business casual. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm, so business casual going through my wardrobe. Uh, I guess maybe this top and the, I don't know, skirt yeah. will be fine or shorts. You were know. aware too that there are some of the restaurants on board the ship, like the steakhouse, that are business casual. You're not supposed to wear swim trunks and you're not supposed to wear, you know, torn up blue jeans or things like that or t shirts. All right, Ty, it is. Yep, I got this blouse, uh, skirt, no makeup. Let's go. All right. So you get to the table. Um, you're greeted. The, the captain, uh, Captain Regina Barkley, is a woman. She looks like she's maybe in her. Uh, either early 50s or very late 40s. Um, she's got uh, blonde hair. Uh, she's not very tall. She's maybe uh, five foot six. Um, she's in her golden white uniform. Um, she's got a big smile on her face. She greets you. You're welcome. Please uh, have a seat. This is my first officer, Lena Cleese. Um, dressed very similarly, except the, the stripes and stuff are different. <clears throat> and my chief navigator, Sydney, uh, Sydney Long. Welcome. Uh, so you all sit down and um, traditionally in this case, breakfast is served to you. So you don't really order. They'll, uh, they'll bring you what, what's on the captain's menu. Um, so she asks, um, she says, well, I'm, I'm so glad to have had you here. You're all authors. How very unusual. Yeah, we're taking a nice vacation. We often travel in packs. Um, What sort of things have you written? Um, I'm sorry, Mr. Sai, you do look familiar. I may have read something that you read, that you wrote once. Right, yes. I've uh, written a number of true crime novels. uh, Saturnine Chalice, about uh, Robert Maudsley, one of uh, Britain's longest-serving prisoners. I've wrote... Judgment, that one's about the Zodiac Killer. And then and then Firebreak, which is about the Empress Hotel fire up in Canada. Hmm. 
Yes. And I believe I know Mrs. Miss uh, uh, Marinelli's name from. Uh, didn't you write that piece for the New Yorker? Oh yeah, like it was. That's. Uh, I wrote. I written an article about Bob Goldstein. You know, one of the Hollywood execs doing their devious crimes uh, uh, towards uh, women. Of course, I was the one who broke it. It t- took them a while to to convince them that something is happening, but finally they started listening to me. So that's 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 what uh, that's what I did not too long ago. And if you. If you mm-hmm. saw the terrible movie they made of my novel, The Key Turner, uh, I disavowed it well, well early in the production. I, there's no way that Alex Cox should have been played uh, like that or by her. But, uh, you know, I think I put a down payment on a house with the money. So that's the break sometimes. I'd heard that, oddly enough, Johnny Depp was up for that role. Yeah, they didn't understand the idea of a female detective, for one thing. It was yeah, it was a real mess. But Richard Gere wanted to do it, so they, they went through. And um, you, Mr. Uh, Matthews, um, it says here you're an editor? Uh, yes, that's. I, I don't do any writing myself. I just make sure Robin dots all the T's, crosses the I's, stuff like that. Oh, so you're, you're Mr. Size, uh editor oh with other clients yes and um yeah just making sure making work from home a new definition well um let's get started i believe they're bringing our food out now um and of course whatever it is delicious uh eggs and mushrooms and stuff like that about 15 minutes or so into the meal um you recognize that same um, that same steward that you saw that, that gave you your eyes the tickets. Um, he a- appears at the door uh, and stands there for a moment, and you see the captain look up at him and wave him in. Um, he comes over and he whispers something in the captain's ear, and uh, for a moment the captain looks very concerned. Hmm. And he looks at you and he says, I'm going to have to apologize. Uh, There's a bit of a problem. Uh, I'm going to have to uh, leave you at this point. Uh, I'm very sorry. Normally I stay. Um, uh, I'll I'll leave uh, Lena here with you. Uh, She can uh, take over my place. And he gets, uh, she gets up. And as she uh, sort of is moving with the steward, would you guys do a listen roll? Yeah, yeah. Spend four points, making an extreme. Okay. Yes, you can. At with an extreme, um, you hear the captain say to the steward something along the lines of well, how long has she been dead? And um, uh, he, he says, what, or she says, what do you mean? And it sounds like foul play. And uh, the only other thing you hear is where is, uh, 
Where is Alpha? Off they go. And then uh, Lena, Officer Lena Cleese, she attempts to kind of lighten the mood at that point. Hmm. So, Lena, how how long have you been serving with the captain? Oh, uh, we've been uh, together off and on on various ships for a dozen years at least. Did you start in the military? Is that how one finds oneself in this sort of industry? No, we both uh, we both were in college together, and hmm. um, we went into the hospitality industry at first, which had a lot to do with um, hotel management. And mm -hmm. then uh, then it just became a matter of training these kind of ships. It's it you know there's only so much training you can have before experience takes over. Uh, mm -hmm. The captain was uh, the captain of various smaller vessels. Uh, and her reputation is is became good enough to where she was offered this ship. Seems like a pretty uh, plum position. Well, it's um, it's not unlike uh, the Navy. Uh, mm -hmm. People move up in rank in a very naval sort of merit, merit based, um, but it's not quite as. Um, as uh, I don't know how to say it, mona uh, not monastic, uh, monetary, uh, as you might think, um, the captain only makes about eighty thousand a year, mm. uh, which is modest. But the accommodations are fantastic for right, and you're not paying rent when you're on the water, and, and you're basically in a hotel, and it's her ship. Yeah, she's in charge. So, uh, any funny stories uh, while you two have been in service for over like? Was, uh, for that many years, like any funny occurrences? Oh, like too many. Plenty. To even, you know, uh, unfortunately, none that involved, uh, you know, YouTube videos. Uh, <laughs> but well, that's um, good. I mean, there's always there's always little things. <laughs> yes, we uh, we had the warning about the not fooling around on the patio balconies. Has there been any fun stories or shenanigans behind that to just necessitate such a warning? Well, we warn because it does happen, and it happens almost every cruise. <laughs> and you you get away with it fine, as long as you don't have a nosy neighbor who's peeking at you, or you don't realize that the deck above can see you which a lot of people don't realize that that fellow leaning over the deck can look right down into your balcony area. Um, I mean, as long as you're within the confines of your cabin, you pretty much can't be seen unless you're on a boat out at sea with binoculars. But in, in port, that's another story entirely. There's often a hotel directly across from you looking at you right inside, you know, is there a is there a cruise ship equivalent of the hotel detective? We have a security team. Um, our security man is um, uh, I, actually our security woman is uh, uh, Elfa Olaf's daughter. She's from Iceland. Mm. You'll know her when you see her. She is a big woman, <laughs> built like a mountain. I wouldn't want to cross her. 
Did you ever had a death occur during any of your cruises before? Well, we don't usually like to talk about it, but it's not uncommon. There is a morgue on board. Um, we do occasionally get a lot of old people and people, you know, we have what, what, um, 4,260 people. Yeah. People Statistically, that's, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's usually coded. There are, I, I, no, I'm getting into telling you that. And I, I can't oh, please continue. I, can, I, I mean, I can't remember what the, I, my character can remember, but Tom can't remember what the codes are. But they will, they'll announce certain things over the, uh, over the intercoms uh, in uh, code. So if I hear clean up on aisle six, I, I'll know that. Uh, Something like that. The so only one that I know is code code. Brown, so I'll, I'm always on the lookout for that one. But we're having breakfast. So what? People are. I'm funny. I'm just eating breakfast while he says code. <laughs> um, once again, that same Stewart shows up at the door, and um, uh, the first officer uh, looks over at her, uh, over at him, and. Um, then back at you and says, um, I, I have to excuse myself also. Apparently, there's something going on. Apparently. Well, I thought my job was <laughs> um, But she no sooner gets up. Uh, she gets over to the, uh, the steward, and he starts to say something to her. And the captain comes up behind the steward. And uh, there's like a little sort of a discussion for a moment. And the captain comes back in. I'm sorry to once again disturb your breakfast. We have a situation. I'd like to ask, uh, is, are you able to be discreet? Something that I'd, I'd like to tell you, but I can't, I can't have you telling anyone else, at least not until after uh, we arrive. Certainly. Sure. Uh, there has been a um, what looks like a murder on board the ship. Oh. And this is our first leaving of port. Um, do you realize that there's uh, there's a reputation the ship had? I, I really don't think that I should turn and go back to Long Beach at this point. Um, oh. But we we need to solve this before we reach Hawaii uh, and and apprehend whoever the murderer is, hmm. um, because we don't want the murderer getting off the ship. Quite is How there until Hawaii? Uh, this is our first. Uh, last night was our first night. It's going to be three more nights before we get there. We should arrive on the morning of the fifth day of the trip. Is there any concern that the killer might do someone else in? Well, who knows? I mean, you you probably have better statistics on what killers might do. Um, Will you let us see the crime scene then? And was it disturbed? In the body? Uh, in a way, yes. I mean, we can explain what had happened. And she says, please come with me. So once you are out of the restaurant, um, you go down into the elevator and you uh, 
you you're emerging in an area that normally passengers would not be walking around. So you do see occasionally other officers. By the way, when you're walking around, you see officers all over the place. They're all dressed in their uniforms. You all recognize them that way. Um, so now you're in one of the service areas. And she says, um, this service area uh, leads up and down the ship, and it's often used by passengers. We're actually on deck six right now. Um, what happened was, what they tell me what happened was, um, is one of our workers from uh, uh, Miss Sylvia Goldberg, who works at uh, the restaurant, uh, uh, she works at um, Windjammers. Um, she left work about uh, 11 o'clock last night, left her shift. Uh, she went to uh, the stairwell and she descended. She got as far as uh, 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 she got as far as six and she must have been assaulted. Hmm. Um, the, uh, our ship's uh, doctor can explain more when we get there. And you find yourself opening up into what looks like a small hospital area. And uh, Sorry, what deck was Windjammer's restaurant on? How far did she go? Windjammer's is all the way up on 14. Okay. So uh, you go in and you are introduced to the doctor, Dr. Hank Thomas. Um, he's chief medical on, on board. And he takes you in to their little morgue area. And it's very much, it's fairly small. They can accommodate maybe four bodies total um, before they have to find something else to do. Um, he says she was stabbed four times from what we can see. And her body was uh, stuffed underneath the stairwell. Um, from, uh, you know, all, all, all morning. I mean, most wind jammers is not open all 24 hours, but that stairwell is used continually 24 hours by employees, by maintenance people and so forth. But most of their their uh, Congress is between 10 and 14. So nobody walked by uh, the body. Well, some people walked by. Um, oh, I'm sorry, I do have statistics. About 40 people may have walked past her body. It was stuffed underneath the stairwell, and nobody noticed it until about 8.15 this morning, at which time they came and got me and told me that something had happened. <coughs> um, so you're there with the doctor. Dr. Thomas, do you have a sense of what she was stabbed with? Uh, it looks like she was just stabbed with a common butcher knife, something that anyone could have gotten from any of the kitchens. Which would mean that the killer had prepared by bringing something that could clean up. I mean, she must have bled substantially when yes, attacked. Yes, there was, there was quite a lot of blood. They had kind of tried to throw a tarp, and that's why nobody really noticed as they went by. 
Um, Did it seem hasty? Were there wounds on her arms or just in one fatal area? They were like she was jumped or surprised. They were actually on her back. But there is something uh, more disturbing. Uh, I thought at first it was because she had bumped her head on something. But, well, here, let me show you. And he opens up one of the morgue uh, boxes and he pulls her out. It's covered in a sheet. And he's he looks nervously towards Maddie at first because she's a woman. But um, he pulls it back and you can see very clearly that this woman has been branded on the forehead post-mortem. Oh, you need something hot for that. <coughs> I'm, I'm drawing down this symbol in like a notepad, man. Like, huh, that's a weird looking branding. Almost, Almost looks like an off button at the middle. Huh. All right. A little bit of astrological feel, too. Possibly something alchemical, but I don't recognize it. Let's stick to hard science here. I'd like to determine time of death uh, using their eye condition, their skin condition, uh, blood pooling. I've got uh, some forensic skill. Well, um, at this point, uh, a woman, another woman shows up. um, And you can guess as she approaches that this is the Icelander because she is a large woman, um, almost six foot tall. Maybe, maybe a little taller than six foot. She's got broad shoulders. She's very well-built, muscular, you know, blonde. Blonde as, uh, blonde, as blonde can be. <laughs> she comes up and she says, um, I am, uh, uh, I am uh, Elfa. I am the uh, security uh, lead. Uh, and we are doing this investigation. Uh, the captain has asked you to assist. Uh, I'm the one in charge. Yeah. Uh, Ms. Olaf's daughter, is it? <coughs> Olaf's daughter, yeah. That's my last name. Um, the, uh, the mark on the forehead. Uh, it was done with something uh, red hot. It has burned completely into the flesh. Um, the size would indicate that it's about, um, uh, what you say, uh, like two, two and a half centimeters high. Was there any sign of, uh, any indication of something that could have produced that sort of heat in the vicinity? You'd need a blowtorch to heat a brand that hot. You couldn't use a candle or anything. Yeah, we can't figure it out. We thought maybe she had hit her head on the edge of the uh, railing, but uh, it's not the same thing. No, the flesh looked singed, right? There are a few places on board the ship where there might be something so hot. A heating element in the the kitchen, um, parts of the engine down below. They probably have blow torches for like creme brulee and things too. I imagine the kitchen has small blow torches. But this means if the killer has this, you know, whatever, this stamp. (coughs) This brand. Yeah, that on their person, they'll be easily identified. Well, 
the last person to see her alive was Choi Grillian, uh-huh. um, who's also an employee at the restaurant. Uh, he has explained that he spoke with her about 11.07, shortly after her shift ended. And um, that he says then she left and she entered the stairwell, and that was the last anyone saw of her. How about the security cameras? The security cameras at the top of the stairwell um, can see down, but there's a moment when she's sort of out of view. Um, the security cameras there are, are positioned such that anyone entering or leaving the stairwell should be seen no matter what level. But uh, in this case, there were too many people coming and going and no way to identify whoever did this. No no incident has been seen on the cameras. They must have chosen a blind spot. So presumably also a crew member. It's possible, unless somebody just got lucky. Did Ms. Goldberg have any, uh, is there any knowledge of any intimate relationships? I mean, I'm sure they have shipboard romance quite often. Um, uh, possibly, we don't know that for sure. We, we, we don't um, police uh, our employees uh, on that sort of thing. They are told not to, that they shouldn't be fraternizing with the, the paying guests. But it does happen. Sure. And you don't have any idea at all about what that mark could suggest. You haven't seen it before, I assume. It's just meaningless. I, I looked everywhere to see if I could find something like it. I thought maybe, maybe on the bottom of a frying pan could be mm-hmm. some sort of maker's mark, but it's too big, and it's, it's there nothing like that. Um, so we are pretty sure that she was killed um, between about 11.07 and um, perhaps 11.30. What, uh, I, well, I suppose um, the uh, staff all have rooms below decks. That is correct, yes. Does, uh, did Miss Goldberg have, uh, was she sharing a cabin or did she live alone? Um, I believe all the cabins, I'm not sure about this. I think all the cabins are bunks. So yeah, she would have had probably three other bunk mates in the room. But nobody there noticed that she didn't come in. Right. <clears throat> well, they may have noticed, but they didn't think anything of it, you know. After they get off their shifts, they have their own whole um, ship within a ship, so to speak. They have their own dining areas. They have their own swimming pool and their own uh, their own jacuzzis. So they might have just figured she was out there, their own bar. Yeah, a lot of people who work in food service go out after their shift. Oh. Maddie, got anything? I'm just honestly more intrigued by that uh, symbol, but I'm thinking more logically we should, um, because it sounds like the person must know the ways around the ship. Yeah, I'm really thinking it's leading through a crew member, but then again, it's 
Alpha, you did say that they could they could just be lucky to find the blind spot. Yeah, it's not if as the employees, if we find a non-employee behind stores, then we usually we tell them immediately to leave. <coughs> but uh, the passengers do occasionally accidentally find areas they're not supposed to be in. Yeah. So uh, would you, you allow? Oh, go go ahead. ahead. No, you. Would you allow me to look at the body? Please. Uh, I'm going to see if there's any signs of struggle, skin under the fingernails. Okay. Do a, a spot hidden. Uh, I have forensics. forensics. Yeah, do yeah. forensics. <clears throat> that is a 62 out of 70. Um, your best, your best forensics. You, you don't think there was much of a struggle, except after she was stabbed, there might have been a struggle. You think from contusions that she may have been grabbed around the neck from behind and stabbed. And from the depth of the burn on one side more than the other, that the brand may have been reached around and pushed in, not evenly, but slightly to the side, because one edge of the brand is deeper than the other side. So the brand wasn't applied post-mortem? It was well, like during the act? Yeah, either that or as if the person was dead, then it was for some reason applied crooked. I'll share this information. <coughs> yeah. The band. Uh, interesting. Oh. That, does that, is the implication that the assailant had a hot brand on them when they came down the stairs behind her? Yes, seems like it. Like ready? For it to stay hot, though, she already went down almost 10 flights of stairs. She was found on six, started at 14. I wonder if it's someone who knows her shift. Yes, maybe it was premediated. A lot of the shifts in that restaurant ended at 11, so. Somebody could have been waiting at seven for whoever came down next. And have a blowtorch from the kitchen just yeah, but why? Why the branding? It's one thing to kill someone, but then this brand? They... I mean, they. it would seem that they want us to think that there's some ritual component involved, but that's probably to throw us off the fact that it's an ex-boyfriend or ex-girlfriend or somebody that owed her money. I Not should also being... ex- explain oh, that, they, that the captain's left. The captain brought you there, but the captain's got captain duties. Um, she was upset that this has happened, but solve it, please. An indication <coughs> that she's been stabbed in the back. Um, let's see. Well, it's very cowardly, obviously. It's premeditated and whatnot, trying to get mm-hmm. catch a woman up when she's most vulnerable going down the stairs like that. I think that we'll have to look at the crime scene itself. Uh, Alpha, uh, would you be able to give us some kind of passport or keychain that allows us to go behind uh, the scenes. Are oh, you muted? Yeah, I will make uh, special badges for you. Okay. And, oh, and I do understand 
I understand that this may be asking a bit much, Alpha, but um, would it be possible for me to take a look at the security cameras around, or the footage uh, taken from the entrances to these stairwells? Yeah. Just, it, it sounds like there's not a lot of traffic from floors 10 down. That that seems to be area number one to keep an eye out. Yeah, that's that's more the crew area. That's You'll find it, you know, at the end of shifts and the beginning of shifts, there'll be a few people going up and down, but the rest of the time, it's not much down there. So I think I would like to review the security camera footage before the 11 p.m. shift took off. That if someone was going to be in there, presumably less for an hour or so. Why don't you all come with me and I'll show you where the security room is. Uh, and then we'll go look at the place where the murder took place. Um, so she she takes you towards the front of the ship. Um she explains that the bridge is above us right now, and this is the the security is directly below that. Um, there is a connecting uh, stairwell going between the two inside the bridge. Uh, she takes you down there, and it's 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 pretty pretty laid out like the top high tech uh, security. There are cameras all along. I mean, there are screens all along like this. Um, there are a couple of uh, uh, comfy chairs. Uh, there are uh, little joysticks where they can move the uh, cameras so that they can look around. And it's all recorded. <clears throat> um, but there's a lot. And she points out, usually um, it takes a keen eye, somebody sitting here uh, to notice something's gone wrong. But it's mostly in areas, it's, it covers most almost the whole ship, but there are areas that are especially watched, like the, the sides of the ship, to see if somebody falls overboard or you know somebody's injured or if there's a sign of fire or a place, anything that, that could be dangerous. Um, long, straight walks down corridors won't have 20 cameras. They'll have one at one end and one at the other. <laughs> and the stairway is the same. The, the, the industrial stairways that way, we've got them towards the top and towards the bottom, but not at every every 10 feet. Um, so she sits you down, please have a seat here. Um, she seems like a rather intelligent, nice, but straight to the point woman. Um, and uh, she begins to review the, uh, the tapes or the recordings. Um, and she shows you kind of how to do it. There's actually a trackball that you can use to uh, go forward and backward. Um, so if you'd like, I can leave you to it if you want to do this and you, the rest of you wanted to see the place where it happened. Yeah, I'd like to see the scene of the crime. Uh, same. <clears throat> okay. And Derek, she's going to leave you there there's there's other security people there okay can, uh, ask questions if you need to all right so while derek's doing that she takes you to the scene of the crime uh she takes you to Windjammers, which is a nice restaurant you've seen it from the outside but you haven't gone inside yet uh looks like a cool place to eat it's a, a steakhouse so it's a high end higher end than you know the garden cafe um she would have uh she would have gotten off her shift here 
she would have hung up uh, her you know waitress's uh, outfit here and um, she would have uh, come through this door this is where she had the discussion with um, Joy uh, Grillian um, for a few moments, and then she went in the stairwell. She opens up the, the door to the stairwell. How long has Sylvia Goldberg been an employee <clears throat> of the of the line? Um, I believe she's been here for four years. Uh, how how about Joy Grillian? Um, I I can look that up. If you like. you know. Since he's the last person, we'd be curious to see. Would you like me to round him up for you? Um, you know, perhaps after we have a look at it, it's I don't imagine that he has a lot to tell us, honestly. Do all the employees know about this incident? Um, no. We, okay. we try to keep these things under wraps as best we can. <clears throat> and um, our employees know that you know you don't go talking about any of this, especially in front of uh, passengers. <clears throat> so she takes you down the stairway and it's it's not a really pretty stairwell. Um, Gunmetal gray? Yeah, kind of. And um, it's kind of actually a beige color. Um, it's well lit going down and you do notice that, you know, if you were looking, if you were on level 10, let's say looking down the center of the stairwell, you might be able to see something going on, but most likely you wouldn't bother to notice, you know, <laughs> because the, because the stairs make noise. Um, and even when you're in here, you're not alone. There are people going on shift. There are people going up and down the stairs. Somebody struggling down around eight or six. You, know, you might not notice that it was going on. But probably very little in the way of a hiding place either. Correct. So there's no alternative entrances or exits like maintenance hatches okay. or ventilation? No. But it does go all the way down to like two, um, and and each entrance, floor has an en entrance. Each floor has an entrance, and those are doors without windows. <clears throat> yes, they're doors without windows, that, and they say "crew only" on the public side. Right, and a lot of them don't have a public side. That they they're right. this they're one in fact is not really public side either. It's inside the restaurant part that uh, it, uh, passengers would never see anyway. It almost sounds like she would have had to have walked past her assailant on the stairs. Maybe somebody was going up. And Poss then possibly a number of people could have walked by. Since there was no struggle, she must have known her assailant then. <clears throat> or... They or it was just somebody her. who passed on the stairs and then instead of continuing up, turned around, grabbed her. Right. And, and did the deed, which would, again would mean that the, the brand had to be post-mortem or at least after she was down. Yeah. How is there any, did you find any after the fact, any of the blood that must have occurred? When oh, she yes. Was, yeah. 
there was uh, quite a lot of blood. The uh, the most that showed though was a kind of a smear, and um, someone had the person had thrown a top over the body and shoved it under the stairwell uh, underneath the stairs. Um, so there was a smear of blood, but you know it was it would have been brown by the time most people noticed it. So they wouldn't have thought that it was blood. They probably wouldn't have thought that it was anything at all. They would have just kept going. Is there perhaps a, oil? Would the or is there are there areas here that like have tarps around them so that it could be grabbed impromptu, or was that brought in as well? It's it's very likely that, that it was something that was already here. Um, there are occasionally things that that people leave in here, fire extinguishers and and you know things like that. Um, the under the stairs can be kind of a little bit of a storage area wherever it is. Uh, but um, at this point, it's already been cleaned up. Um, it, it's been photographed, but at the same time, the way the ship runs, anything that happens like this, they need to clean it up. You know, because the ship just can't stop. Um, can, can we look at the photographs? <clears throat> Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she shows them to you. Oh, okay. Going through to see if there's anything that uh, that um, points out or sticks out to her in a in a way in the photographs. Do a spot hidden. Any splatter patterns? You can do a spot hidden one too. Forensics. Do forensics roll. That is a hard success. <laughs> okay. I rolled exactly a 70 on <clears throat> 70. Okay. So Maddie is looking at the photograph. There's there's four or five, maybe, maybe more. Maybe there's a dozen photographs that that she took. As you're looking, you notice um, an anomaly on the floor where the smear was in the blood. Um, and because it's like an iPhone that uh, Alpha has, you can you know zoom in and get a closer look. And you're pretty sure that there is a part of a footprint that's that got blood on it. And it made a mark in that smear. Um, it looks like your guess would be a dress shoe, some sort, not a flip-flop, not a tennis shoe, which is what most of the employees in the restaurant wear because they're more comfortable. Um, it doesn't have much of a tread. Um, it's, it's definitely a dress shoe. Can I tell if it's a man or... You can't um... really tell the size very well. Okay. Oh. Yeah, uh, you see Maddie just going through the photos, and that's when she points out that there is a footprint right here. You see that? And you can see her enhancing it. It's like a dress shoe. Mein Gott, yeah. I can't tell if it's uh, male or female. It's I can't tell the size, but... Maybe we can. Uh, if you're standing at that angle, that that camera took the photo, All and right. maybe I'll put my own shoe down there just for... Uh, comparison, I'm, I'm size 12. 
Yeah, I'm in what size, does it look like? Size six. Yeah, that's, that's let's see. Uh, we'll try to recreate the angle on this picture if we're able to determine with this experiment. Okay. Um, yeah, I'd say, I'd say your guess is it's either a small man or a woman is the shoe. It's maybe also from the curve of when you put your foot there, um, Robin, and you're trying to match up, your shoe is a little more flat rounded on the side. And this is a little more sharp as if there were a heel, uh, at least a, a bit of a heel. Um, so it could have been a woman's shoe, possibly more likely than a man's shoe. But it still could have been a man's shoe. It's just not enough evidence. Walking <clears throat> up these stairs with high heels are quite impressive. But but uh, any. Oh, it wouldn't have been high heels. Oh, I don't think high heels. No, nobody shoes, works but... in high heels. <laughs> on part of the show. If it was a high heel, then it would almost assuredly be a passenger. Because passenger might wear high heels. Or somebody dancing in one of the cabarets. Yeah, it could be a dancer. Like a performer. But in this case, probably an employee, but not dressed in normal, you know, rubber yeah. soles. Yeah, loafers. kitchen, not kitchen shoes. How many employees work in this area? Oh. I mean, there's 1,200 employees on the ships. So. Right, but they might, they must have their own compartments. I mean, maybe only actually, 500 work on this, on the port and 500 on starboard mostly. Actually, they move around all the time. Oh, so right. tonight they might work in this restaurant, tomorrow they might work in that restaurant. Um, it just, we move them around as we need them. <coughs> it wouldn't have been a maintenance worker. It wouldn't have been a performer from the cabaret or anything like that. I am curious about that that's, uh, that symbol. Have you seen that anywhere? You two? Could I roll in a cult? Looks like a logo. Um, okay, roll in a cult. Okay. Uh, 76 fail. What's yeah. the internet situation like on board? There is internet, yeah. Um, right. There's like an internet cafe. Or you can get internet, um, you can pay for an internet uh, Wi-Fi. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think... I, but it's uh, not very fast. <laughs> I mean, yeah, everybody's sharing a radio signal, so... Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to use my phone, not the internet cafe, because that's... Okay public and we're being discreet maybe alpha can hook me up with the <clears throat> premium service supplementary i'm going to do some uh some reverse image search sort of action on that thing looking for something alchemical or historical that has that feeling i mean but if i found that it was the brand of a tennis shoe that would be satisfying too just to know where it came from right library use Sure. 28 is a hard success. 
Well, there's a lot of alchemical symbol symbols. Uh, it looks like a lot of things. Um, there's definitely kind of a, uh, uh, I think, uh, you know, the sun is like a circle and uh, uh, it's got, it's got so many different meanings, but you don't find anything specifically like this. It's not a proper match to that image. <clears throat> Correct. It could even be a combination of multiple things. No, no. Uh, what was done with the tarp? Uh, the tarp was, uh, she says, the top was taken uh, by the maintenance. Uh, and it's probably been taken down to be uh, cleaned. What do you normally, like, when you got into port, <coughs> you'd have the ground force police come in? And how does that I mean, we were presumably in international waters when this crime occurred. Correct. How we're does not, the... uh We have only limited uh, abilities. Um, I have a security team, but security team is mostly to restrain somebody. We have a small jail. We can put somebody in irons if we need to. Um, as far as actually solving a crime like this, uh, if we can't solve it, there may be some serious problems when we get to Hawaii. Uh, they may insist on not allowing anybody to debark the, the ship. Um, and they might bring in their own team, you know, yeah. detectives. <clears throat> but considering the fact that there are so many people and so much money involved, it might simply be one of those situations where they have to you know, not worry about it so much. Uh, let let everybody off the ship and see if somebody doesn't come back. Who might be the, the culprit? Hmm. Then he'll be stuck on Hawaii and the ship will leave without him. But mostly if, you probably have to do with drunken passengers and the occasional pickpocket. And if... Um, if the person doesn't leave the ship, if they go back to Long Beach, they could get off there and they'd be scot-free of the crime forever. Nobody ever solve it. So we are hoping that you can help us solve it. Yeah. Well, we're doing our best. Yeah, and thank you uh, <clears throat> for your uh, help, uh, Alpha. Um, we'll we'll see. If we can get to the bottom of this. Could I have your number so we can contact you? Yeah, she she puts it into your phone. Okay. Okay. Have everyone like in group chat just in case. Yeah, somebody ping Derek and see if he's found anything yet. I'll yeah. Text. All right. Yeah. Texting Derek. To Derek. Derek, you are looking through the footage, and uh, you're you're being pretty thorough, but you you are definitely focusing in on what you think must have been when it happened. <clears throat> and you're watching people coming in and going from the, uh, the stairwell. And you're seeing uh, occasionally, you're seeing mostly restaurant workers. Um, 
Some of them are better dressed than others. Uh, the ones that are better dressed are usually going to be the waiters, the major d, people in charge. Um, the people that are less fancy dressed are kitchen people. You occasionally see people with some minor supplies going up and down the stairwell, bringing stuff. They're dressed in white. Uh, and you also once in a while see somebody dressed in, a, in an officer's uniform going up and down um, for whatever reason, that they're a steward and they're going down to a lower level or whatever. But that happens almost not at all. You think that the lower, uh, the lower camera is your best bet and your, uh, you're looking like right at the edge of what it can capture and trying to expand that signal a little bit. And you definitely find the moment that you're, that it happens. Um, but all you can see is feet. You can see, you can see someone step up behind, uh, behind uh, Sylvia and her feet, uh, Sylvia's feet almost come off the ground for a moment. Uh, there are, it's like somebody's lifting her up from behind. You can see a splatter of something hit the floor. Um, you see Sylvia fall to the ground and the weird thing is there's this kind of light. It looks orange and there's a shape behind it, almost like a hand. Uh, you think if you kind of reconstruct in your mind, you think it's a hand with a circle here and you can see it come down and press itself against her forehead and then move away then there's some shoving there's some blockage by the tarp being pulled over her and her body being shoved shoved across the ground and underneath the edge of the stairs and then somebody walking away and you're pretty sure they're walking down but you can't see anything of who it is or anything it's mostly shadows and and unclear but there is that moment where you see what you think might be the brand um whenever the light came through orange was it a steady glow or was it flickering like something uh flames no it was definitely a steady glow and it was, and it was a brand sort of, about in the palm of the hand yeah something about that size Can I, if it seems like the stairwells are going down, can then I can I then track the uh, ten lower floors and see? And if anyone is leaving, potentially uh, looks slightly disheveled, um, whatnot. This this happened at level. Um, this happened at level six, uh, and. Uh, Yours is actually the lowest camera. 
in the stairwell. Um, the ones below are just maintenance and, uh, you know, engineering crew. So whoever it is went out through the engineering area. Mm. I'll definitely relay this to the security team that's in the room and just say, <clears throat> it seems like someone at least knows enough about our cameras that they are going down through engineering to enter the stairwell. So we can't track them the easy way. And anyone, uh, they tell you that anyone that went through those doors into engineering, that they would have been immediately stopped unless they were a member of the crew. Do they have to scan in? Um, no, no. But they're they're all in uniform. Um, mm -hmm. All the, all the the engineering crew are in uh, either white or blue overalls. And they all have name tags. And a lot of them don't speak English. They're uh, Indonesian and uh, places like that. Just a lot of crew. If they would be immediately stopped, do they have, are there any set checkpoints that someone, are there uh, only a few locations one can get into engineering just from these stairwells? No, it's it's quite accessible even from um, from some of the regular decks, but those doors can't be just open. They have to be unlocked uh, with a key. Uh, in this case, it's a stairwell. It's a maintenance stairwell, so it's just open down there. But um, every engineer, every person down in that engine room knows that nobody's supposed to be down there. There's legal reasons why regular people aren't allowed down there because it's the engine of the ship and they can get in injured, it would be liable. They used to let people have tours down there, but they don't do that no. anymore. But anyone who would not be in blue or white coveralls would stand out Correct. Uh, going through engineering. Uh, so. I, I mean, the only other exception would be an officer uh, who are in their nice little white and blue or white and gold uniforms. Sure, that at least uh, narrows the sample a little bit. Right. I'll definitely relay this over to the rest of the group. The uh, that's, that's a good point. The um, the uh, restaurant employees wouldn't be down there either. Mm. Not not that low in the ship. If if she had walked into the engineering section, they would have asked her to leave immediately. Mm -hmm. And there's always people there. Well, so that's one thing. I do want to double check. Uh, would one of you uh, chaps mind escorting me down to the stairwell and see if maybe somebody lost a pair of coveralls uh, between floor six and the entry to maintenance or engineering? In the in the stairwell where it, where it took place? Mm-hmm. So you're going to go back to where? <laughs> I'm assuming there. I'll meet up with them on the way back, right. either there. Yeah. Okay. Well, these the security guys. Um, at this point, they're not allowed to leave the room because there's nobody else there to monitor. So, but they can give you instructions on how to get there, and okay. you can kind of remember because you came all the way over here. 
Um, sure. I'll go ahead and message the group and uh, come back to join them and say either it's someone who's engineering, who someone going through engineering who uh, is recognized to be down there, but at least would stand out, or it's somebody that filched a bit of laundry. Okay. All right. So you head back over towards uh, Windjammers, and then uh, from Windjammers, uh, you meet up with the group in the stairwell. Can we take a five minute break? Sounds Let's good. Go. Yeah. You're back in the stairwell. Um, you guys follow up that lady. You, you search for missing uh, uniforms. Um, and you discover that uh, the employees all have their own uniforms, uh, but there are occasionally dirty, you know, they have dirty clothes and clean clothes. So the laundry is downstairs as well. And it would be rather simple for somebody to grab a, uh, a an overall, put it on, and pretend to be an employee. But it would be really hard. They would be looked at as anybody who saw them would be like, who's the new guy? Because they've all been working together on the ship for a few months at least. Um, they would notice somebody who didn't look like they should belong there. So it'd be hard to get away with it. <clears throat> so we basically have to get Alpha to give us a roster of employees who belong in the engineering. And uh, Derek, were you able to like, do a screen grab and print anything from that, from the assault? Could I have just taken photos on my phone, show them to him? Well, we'll sure. say that you could print them out. You could, okay. you could yeah download all that information so i don't understand mm -hmm. how this brand could have been applied without also injuring the person who had it in their hand and well how hot do those the car cigarette burners maybe just having a little something on your palm and then mashing in there wasn't that big of a brand yeah a car Robin? cigarette burner would be able to to make a mark that mm -hmm. yeah that, that was my question for robin you said it would burn pretty deep if you think it could do something like that. Right. But when you saw the the footage, he had it like close in his hand. Was it like pressing down? or was It, it seemed like it was palm of the in hand. In his palm? Then that would yeah. burn his palm, wouldn't it? Yeah, that's very strange. Unless this guy is a masochist. Well, prism, I mean, you're looking at a, a security camera from a floor or two away, so it's... You know, he it might have been between these two fingers, right? Yeah. And then, you know, something the like a cigarette lighter. Yeah. And the glow wasn't always there, so maybe it was bright and he took it off and was holding it. Uh, if there was, was a cover or something odd. to protect his hand. Yeah. <laughs> odd looking, it was, yeah. But I didn't see anything for fire, so I don't know if we're going to find missing creme brulee torches. That All is right. most odd. So it's probably at this point, we'll say it's around only 11 in the morning. Um, how do you guys want to proceed? Do you want to proceed? You are here on vacation. Want to get a stiff drink at the bar? I know it's 11 a.m. I'll, I'll get a drink with you. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I, think I think we can discuss matters over lunch quietly. And if there was a cocktail involved, 
where are in a cruise ship. It's incidental hazard, honestly. There's a, Q, a, Q, a, a cool area of the ship called the Sequoias, <clears throat> which is attached to one of the main restaurants, but it's at the very back of the ship. And it kind of sticks out over the water. It's got a little canopy up above. Um, and the, the posts holding up the canopy look like trees. Uh, but it's open open to the outside. It's open air. Um, Easy not shady. to be eavesdropped on. Right. It's it's shady and it's comfortable. And you can watch the ship. You can see the, the trail of the ship going off into the distance. Also a good <clears> sight <throat> to see if somebody tosses anybody overboard. Do you think this killer is going to strike again? That seemed like a pretty refined maneuver. I think they planned where they were going to go before and after. That seemed very deliberate. Uh, I don't think this is the last one. I was wondering what the motive is. Like, why? Why Sylvia? Uh, does, Does this person hold a grudge against her specifically? You know... Most murders are extremely mundane, and the likelihood that it's a spurned lover is substantial. The, the burn mark is a, a flourish to distract us from the fact that she had an affair on this or another ship, and it went awry. Oh, I wonder, uh, when was that art auction supposed to be? Um, at 1 o'clock, 1 p.m. Okay, so I can get a little drunk and then go and just be in the proper mindset if you aren't. A drunken auction sounds wonderful. Robin has my credit cards. <laughs> you can trust me. I'll order another drink. All right. So in between now and the art auction, what do you guys want to do? Do you want to take it easy? Uh, lounge, go swimming. I'll do swimming. It's it's a lot of mental work we just did in the morning. So, all right. So the art auction. <clears throat> uh, Derek, do a luck roll to determine whether you had enough to drink to think that this is good art. <laughs> uh, that is a twelve under fifty-five. Okay. Um, Luckily, you realize about 20 minutes into it that this is all shit. It's just cheap, crappy art. People have been tricked and duped into it. There's nothing here that you would actually consider art. I'm not nearly drunk enough for this. It's boring. I mean, you you walk around and look at the art, and it's like these are things that you'd see in Target, you know. And um, you realize it's all just basically a scam, not unlike other scams that are that are in the, the world. So you get up and leave in the middle of it. <clears throat> um, you go and find your friends, uh, wherever they may be. So is there anything else you want to look up or I will tell you that no new evidence comes up that sheds any light on anything at this point? Um, can Alpha supply the roster of people who work in engineering? Sure. 
Um, uh, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Some big crew all around. Uh, Uh, you know, I, I'll ask her if, you know, what the likelihood is that somebody who was on duty in engineering could leave long enough to commit this crime and then go back without being noticed, or whether it would have to be somebody who's off duty. It's possible. Um, <clears throat> it works both ways, though. You begin to realize this, that the people in the in the maintenance crew keep to themselves the people in the in the restaurant crew kind of keep to themselves although they're a little bit more open with with even with guests um the people in engineering that's their world down there they're um they're used to being in the dark all day long they're not in the dark there's lights everywhere but they're they're not in the open air much at all yeah it's hot and it's loud and it's, it's hot and it's loud it's and it's humid and um and they're not also uh, a good good large portion of them don't actually speak english mm -hmm. um and so as a result their uh their chief heads or their their engineering heads they speak multiple languages usually um and then there are a number of officers who are in uniforms uh you can do a psych roll on the officers if you meet any of them <clears throat> it's worth a try. Oh, we're talking about the engineering officers down there. And 21 is a hard success. They're a little, hmm, they come across just a little sleazy. Um, I mean, they're hardworking people and they're, you know, they do what they do. But the ones who have actually gotten to the point where they're in uniforms, they use that to their advantage to seduce people if they can, you know, in a sexual way, not in a, a mean or evil spirited way, but they're very happy to have themselves seen while they're walking on the deck. Um, people some, asking them questions. Some people end up on the open seas because they don't find communities on land where they get along. Uh, but right, in general, so everybody is friendly. Okay, uh, but uh, nobody in authority and engineering has anyone in mind or any particular suggestions or how how clued in are they to the even to the event? Um, only maybe the officer in charge. Let's see, officer, officer down in. Officer in engineering. Um, uh, officer Levi Goodell is the main officer down there right now. Uh, and he says that, you know, other than the maintenance crew, most other officers don't come down there once in a while. Of course, the captain will occasionally tour the ship. That's that's her privilege. Um, she wants to make sure everybody is doing their job. She wants to make sure that everybody knows that she cares about them. Yeah, so so Levi knows that a murder occurred, but he doesn't have any particular ideas about... Right. While we're looking at the staff 
uh, records uh, why Alpha is helping us with that. Can we get a list of uh, engineering staff who were on duty uh, last night around yeah. 11 p.m.? We'll say those were pointed out on the yeah, the engineering staff. Okay. And there's probably at least 50 of them that were on staff. Well, I think I just had a room service idea. Does it involve umbrellas? Maybe a couple. <sighs> Depends on what we find out. But uh, Pernati said that he was from Jakarta, right? If a lot of the engineering staff are Indonesian, he may be, if we can just try and persuade him to help us out, he may <laughs> be our interpreter. If anybody should, saw anything. Should we call Alpha and get a list of who we're allowed to tell what? I mean, should they they began by asking us be, to be discreet. I don't know specific, you know, what that entails. I mean, I'm sure we can pitch this idea to her. Yeah. She will have explained that to you. Yeah, she means passengers. Right. Um, once they, I mentioned that they have sort of codes. Once somebody says over the code, you know, code purple, all the staff know that somebody's dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Good. most of them just mm, it happens all the time. <laughs> so they don't. And it wouldn't it yeah. wouldn't have been like code murder. <laughs> oh, that's probably, a good book title. Stephen, murder. write that down. <laughs> there's yeah. probably not a code murder. <laughs> it's a it's a sequel to dial M for murder. See, it doesn't fit my title pattern. <laughs> the death coder. The, and code it, murdered. There you go. Like that's a verb, right? Doesn't that fit? No, it's a it's a gerundy thing. I, 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 my brain, my brain's half on vacation. Yeah. Now you also make as you guys are are wandering around finding clues and stuff like that. You you make a discovery accidentally, but kind of an interesting one. Deck um, deck twelve. If you walk all the way towards the front of the ship on deck 12, uh, there's kind of this little uh, out-of-the-way lounge. It's not much of a lounge. Um, there's not even, at this time of day, a bar. There, There's a bar, but there's nobody behind it. Nobody hanging out here. But the front end of it is open, and you can see into... The bridge of the ship. There's little little windows, so you can see the captain and uh, the first first officer and the navigators and whatever. It's all electronic. It's all joystick stuff. It's kind of cool looking, like they're playing video games. There's computer screens all over with navigation stuff, and um, and on the wall there is a complete chart of all of the officers what their ranks are how they're related to the ship what divisions they're in and everything of course with the captain up at the top um captain has been captain of this ship for uh about five years and um or her pedigree is sort of there the other ships that she's been on and so forth you do notice that the first officer has been on a number of those ships with her. 
as she already told you. <clears throat> I think the captain does have some say-so in who, who gets to be their first mate. From this seating, can we read like everything or is it at some distance? No, it's uh, it's about the, the bridge is fairly large. It's a large okay. room. It's all glass in the front and you are maybe 20 feet from the captain. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've got navigators i mean it's kind of looking like the bridge the enterprise it's not that's not too far off can i zoom in with my phone camera yeah you can you can look up closer yeah and you can see that uh you know a lot of it you don't understand because uh, they're they're grids and satellite images and stuff like that on it also in the the in the lounge itself there's like a big screen tv that shows where on the map you are heading towards uh, Hawaii. You're not that far yet. You're only a day. You can see this is going to be about four days to get there. <coughs> um, I'm going to do a Oh, okay. So at as you guys are standing there for a few minutes, uh, you get the you get the strong impression that. The staff, of course, in the bridge know that the windows are there. Um, They don't usually acknowledge that they exist because they're busy doing their jobs. But at a certain point, the uh, captain glances back and he sees you. And uh, he says something to his first officer, who then takes his chair. And the captain walks over uh, to the window and he sort of points to the side like this. And uh, there is like a little side door. He opens that up and he says, how's it, or she says, how's it going? Going good. Well. Are we any closer to finding out? Who the uh, we're getting there. Is? Yeah, Excellent. we're just piecing things together, making sure we have enough evidence. Excellent. Well, keep me apprised of the situation. And... Uh, Hopefully this will be cleaned up. Um, my my officer, uh, my my security officers told me that you guys have been looking uh, all over. That you're trying to gather some some names. <clears throat> Good luck. Thank you. And you guys can do a psychology order. That is. My first failed roll, I think, of the game. 52 out of 50. I'll spend two if I have to. I got regular success. Okay. Well, how, about, how did you do, Lex? No. I failed by okay. uh, 10. Well, we'll see. Maddie, Maddie picks up on uh, the captain's upset that this has happened. This is a glitch in an otherwise normal routine. Um, but she pretends to, she pretends, I mean, she's trying to be friendly at the same time, but she's got a lot on her mind. How does the first mate look? Or first well, officer? First mate, you can't really tell. The first mate's sitting in the captain's seat at the moment and w- looking at screens and looking out to the ocean. Okay, she's not like glancing over at us, seeing? No. Hmm. She's disciplined. She's looking. She, she knows the captain will eventually come back. 
Um, you also, of course, notice that whoever, what the, what the first officer was doing, now somebody else is doing, but they're basically there with binoculars and they're slowly doing this. Which seems a little old fashioned, but. <laughs> Robin, can you explain your optimism? I feel like we're completely stymied. Don't tell her that. Oh, she's 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 trying to keep to, she's trying to keep together. She's doing it very well, but she is obviously upset because this has happened. Well, we haven't searched the actual victims' uh, belongings. Maybe we can find possible motive there. Yeah, or if Sylvia, that's the thing. Like, we can't really. I would like to know at least connections, like friends of Sylvia or, or something. Right. There has and to we be still a, haven't yeah. interviewed uh, Joy Grillian. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So we'll say that in the interim between now and uh, relaxing tonight, you do all of that. Um, Joey Grillian, uh, all he was discussing with her was that he wanted to get a part in the ship's production of Kinky Boots. Um, and uh, he had just been talking to her about it. He was trying to do it. And then you know, she left, and that's the last that he saw of her. They're friends, but they're ship friends. You know, they don't really... Joey's not interested in her, or wasn't interested in her in any way. Um Going through her stuff, everything seems like she was an employee here. She had a few photographs of family back home. <laughs> we'll have to be informed of what's happened. Um, she was saving her money. She was trying to, uh, you know, maybe go back to school, something. But um, her nothing. Her bunkmates didn't know anything about any relationships or anything like that. No. Right. A little less optimistic now. Yeah. So, go ahead. It, no, it's just more like uh, going back to that symbol. The symbol is still uh, on my mind. I know it might be something that could deter us from the from from the you know the stabbing and whatnot. But I can't help that that is part of the reason. And just a thought, of, like something glowing. We can say it's like a cigarette burner or something like that. It's just very, very odd. I think maybe we could try doing more research on about the symbol, to be honest. Yeah, you can continue looking on the internet, but you don't find anything for it. Yeah. But Maddie and Robin mm -hmm. do idea things. Okay. Uh, 87 mm -hmm. fail. Uh, 59, that's a regular. Okay. So, Maddie, it strikes you as you, the more you think about this case, mm -hmm. the more it seems like, like Sylvia might have just been random. She didn't seem to have any enemies. She had friends, but no lovers. Um, she just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time. That she was branded. Um, 
it starts to feel like the beginning of a serial killer movie, you know, um, which is what Robin would have thought if he had passed his role. <laughs> mm -hmm. Though you know of no serial killer on record that brands his uh, brands his people, his the people that he kills. It's like the Zodiac Killer. He had a symbol associated. Yeah. Okay. So you guys have dinner. You guys drink. You guys do what do whatever you want to do this evening. Try to relax. Um, and you go to bed contemplating these things. Um, but yeah, you're not hopeful. It doesn't seem, it seems like all dead ends. Next morning, you wake up and uh, some of you maybe wake up earlier than others <coughs> at. Um, At a, uh, I will say at around seven thirty, um, there is a knock on. Uh, I'll say uh, Robin and Derek's door. Uh, who is it? Oh, uh, it's uh, it's Alpha. Oh, okay. okay. One minute. I get dressed and. <laughs> I open the door. And she says, I'm sorry to uh, wake you so early this morning. Um, there has been another incident. Oh. Oh, dear. Would you like to get your friends? Very much so. Yeah. Can you give us a minute? Yeah. But she waits in the uh, hallway. I somberly put a Hawaiian shirt on because it's all I packed besides the <laughs> one business shirt. Oh boy. And then you guys then get uh, Maddie and Stephen. A little hungover, but I'm okay. Um, so, so another one? Alpha, yeah. Alpha says, yeah. He says, this one much more violent. Um, and she takes you up to um <coughs> she said we've quoted this one off and now we have the problems that the uh, the information is out amongst the passengers hopefully not all of them yet but uh, it's certainly about to start um she takes you all the way up uh to deck 15 the sports deck she walks you out, and there's police, or some like police tape that's blocking off an area of the golf course that's on the ship. And uh, she said, We've identified this passenger as Peter Huxton, a passenger on board the ship. Um, and uh, there is a tarp over his body at this point. And she moves the tarp. Uh, uh, apparently his head has been bashed in with a golf club. Um, and uh, the top was thrown over him and he was pushed out of the way. Uh, we found this out at, uh, uh, at this morning. 
there were um, there was somebody who came out here uh, onto the golf course this morning and they found his body and they alerted the staff. But I'm sure the rumors are now beginning to circulate. Is it the same type of tarp that was on Sylvia? <clears throat> it's kind of a standard tarp that you find around the ship. They cover Any brandy? With. Yeah. Same place, forehead? Uh, no, not quite. This is on his cheek, uh, but it is the same brand. <laughs> In this case, his forehead's kind of damaged by the... Uh, looks like it was a nine iron. Right, and I'm assuming you reviewed security footage already. Uh, no, actually, I came right to get you. We can right. go. We can go and look at the security footage. Yeah. Um, how was how was how was Peter dressed? Uh, he was dressed in uh, rumpled clothes from last night. Um, Does he look like he was golfing? <laughs> uh, it's hard to tell. Like a glove, or is there a is there a is there a set of clubs handy? There is a set of clubs, um, uh, and it, it, it they are set over towards the side. And uh, <laughs> to uh, I think uh, people often have their names stitched under their golf set. Sure. Yeah. Uh, is this Peter's? Are these Peter's clubs? This, these are Peter's clubs. And the nine iron is missing. No, it's right here. But it was obviously it's, the one that was used. It's know. dry. I see. It's, it's got just blood here. over it. Yeah, blood, blood and things. Right. So we're going to put him into the morgue, and we have to clean this up. Right. Um, <clears throat> if you want to take photographs, take them now. Yeah. Yeah, we'll take them. Taking yeah, taking photographs. Um, can can I see if there's significant spray or just on a scale of one to Gallagher, how caved in was uh, was this melon, and is there a chance that that would have sprayed outward? In which case, laundry is going to be suspect again. Do uh, um, do you have forensics chance? Uh, I'd no. be looking for forensics right. uh, evidence as well. Well, he asked me, me so yeah. uh, do a spot hidden then, uh, Lex. Okay. That is a 45 under 70. Okay. Yeah, there's definitely some spots on the walls. Um, so he would have been, you can kind of guess that he may have been standing here. The person was standing in front of him with the golf club and swung it and hit him in the head. And the splatter went there against the wall, which it's still there. And he fell here and then was pushed up against the wall. And a tarp was pulled down, possibly from over here, where there's like observation stands. People like to watch you play golf. Um, it was pulled over and put against its thing and kind of tucked in with the club there so that you might just think that it was something against the wall. But there's definitely blood on the uh, on the wall. And okay, on but the, it doesn't look like it was repeated blunt force trauma. 
no, you might have been hit more than once, but it looks more like he was hit once really mm. hard. Um, I'll ask Alpha, is there any, well, it's unfortunate, but is there any witnesses? Like, it, it's it's early in the morning. Um, some people would nobody came. Nobody came forward and said anything, so. Is the, is the golf range open 24 hours? Yes. Yeah. And so what, Peter could have come up here on his own at 4 a.m. <laughs> and she points over to where the security camera is. That might have actually gotten a really good shot of what was going on. Yeah. Let, let's let's oh. get that footage right now. Yeah. Yep. All right. So you go back down to security, and Alpha sort of takes over along with uh, Derek. Um, <coughs> and you start to go back. You try to find when the incident happens. And it looks like it took place right about 2.15 a.m. Uh, you can see Peter uh, in the, in the closed-circuit TV. It shows him practicing his putting. Um, you see three joggers go by on the little jogging track. Um, uh, you see um, uh, a man walking by. Yeah, he, uh, you, you think it's a man. Uh, it's the angle is such that you're seeing the back. Uh, the figure goes up towards, um, uh, up towards Peter. Peter Huxton. Uh, it looks like they have a conversation for a moment, and uh, Peter Huxton hands the figure his golf club uh the stranger looks like he's going to attempt to make a putt but instead he seriously I mean, purposefully overswings and cracks uh huxton in the forehead huxton falls down and you do see him bring the club down one more time onto huxton's head huxton begins to shake you know violently sort of um once again the hand comes up with what looks almost like a glowing disc in his hand uh and he presses it to uh, huxton's cheek um you can see little wisps of either steam or smoke for a moment he pulls it away shoves the body against the wall covers it with the tarp and then walks in the opposite direction so that you're still seeing the back of his head. And a moment later, the same three joggers come running by, um, which gives you an estimate uh, based on the jogging track and the length of the ship and the average running speed that it was about four and a half minutes between the times that the joggers went by. So within that, that four and a half minute space, all of that took place. And the joggers don't seem to notice from their perspective, it just looked like the guy who was golfing wasn't there anymore. But this figure was not originally part of the joggers. Correct. And this figure is not dressed as an engineer there and. <clears throat> Street clothes? In this case, it looked like they were in street clothes. Um, you can do a, 
you do a spot hidden looking at the video over and over again. <clears throat> that is an extreme success. 11 under 70. The, um, the person isn't particularly tall um, or heavily built. Uh, they're not, they're not fat. You'd say they're skinny, um, but not overly skinny. Um, you can't quite tell for sure gender. You guess from the violence it was a man, but the way it, the way the person's dressed, it could have also been a woman. And the the nonchalance with which the person moves. I mean, there's no reason that anybody would suspect that person once they were away from the crime scene. Except, of course, for the flaming brand in their palm. Right. Which can't have been something that Peter Huxton saw when he had a conversation about whether this brand of golf gear was good or not. And said, yeah, see how it, see what you think of the weight or whatever. Check if that golf club had any fingerprints or something because he, yeah, picked it up, right? I mean, the, it was the murder weapon, and maybe they're on it. You while didn't we're see here. gloves. They sure seemed awful confident just to leave that behind. Overly confident, even when there's a camera right there. Yeah, well, seems like they're getting sloppy or getting very bold. So Elsa has the golf club retrieved, uh, along with the other golf clubs. We bring them into the security security room. Um, they probably have the stuff to do fingerprints, I imagine. <laughs> they still do fingerprints? I guess they still do fingerprints. They're a little bit. They're not as trusted as they were, but we still use them. We still have a database. All right. Um, they don't have fingerprints for everybody on board the ship, though. No. But at least staff, maybe? Well, I don't know. Well, why do you need their fingerprints? Have you ever worked at a place that you had to get your fingerprints taken? I, bartend I bartended at a resort a while back, and yeah, they had to do uh, fingerprints oh. for things. It was, uh, ten, at, at least in my experience, if you get into the like wealthier resort areas, uh, I was F&B. And yeah, they did get me fingerprinted. Okay, that sounds fair. Um, they will start checking on that to see if they can find any matches for fingerprints. <clears throat> Vez, this is becoming quite a, quite a, a, a scene. I hate to ask, uh, are there any protocols on the ship for implementing a curfew? I understand having everything 24 hours is very desirable, but if rumors are already getting out among passengers, it may be better to try and nip it in the bud before people start trying to defend themselves. We'll, we'll have to see what the captain says to that. There's, there are so many considerations in this case. Uh, 
I would like the whole place locked down. But there are hundreds of millions of dollars. A lot of refunds. Know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, there are going to be lawsuits as it is. Uh, is Peter Huxton's family with him or was he solo? He's also solo. He's not here by, with anybody. But he's got family, so... It's going to be um, ugly. Well, if anything, I don't know. Maybe give a tip to the passengers that don't... On Impossible, don't be alone. Like... Yeah, uh, that's something like Yeah, Something like that. The um, as you guys are talking this in the security office, the captain comes in, and she's like, you know, what the hell is going on? She says people are being murdered on my ship. Are we? Do we have anything? Are we any closer? Is it the uh, same person? Obviously, it's the same person. Yes. Go ahead. Yeah. So I, you know, we've got this. We've got the symbol. Uh, and if you look at the security video, they appear to, you know how the, that, that joke buzzer people would wear on their hands? So they would shake hands and try. It seems like it's right there, like it's on a band or something. We can only assume that it's being heated electronically somehow. <clears throat> That's, you know, we've got to find that object. Uh, but, you know, anything, any hope that it was, a personal misunderstanding, I think, has been erased. There's nothing to connect Sylvia and Peter. There is a uh, a phone rings inside the uh, security, and uh, one of the other officers in here grabs the phone and suddenly turns, and he's he's holding it like this, you know, and he's looking over at Elsa. Elsa, um, she's like, "What?" He says, "Um, we got another problem." And and she picks up the phone and she's like, what? She says, the doctor, Dr. Um, Dr. Hank Thomas informs us that the first body is missing. He's meant to put the, the, the new body, the Peter Huxton in the thing, and Sylvia Goldberg is missing. When he pulled out the drawer and showed us Sylvia was she uh, naked under a sheet uh, no she still had her clothes on yeah. um, <clears throat> even shoes I uh, probably not the yeah. shoes were probably taken off uh, yeah that's a problem the good news, of course, is that it's, you know, the more evidence you make on a, in a contained environment like this, the more likely you are to get yourself caught. And if we have a serial killer who's also a necrophile, what's, uh, how, does the, uh, how does the doctor lock his, how, how is the morgue, what's the security of the morgue situation? Well, the morgue is locked. The, the, the doctor's office, there's, they've got drugs down in the hospital. So, of course. Any cameras? No, that should mean a lot of cameras. <laughs> Let's rewind. Yes, once again, there's there's quite a few cameras. Um, the morgue? Uh, probably there's nothing in the morgue, but uh, the hallway outside. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll watch the video of the hallway then. Yeah, yeah let's check that. All right. Um, all right. 
So as you're all watching, uh, you see people going back and forth. You see the doctor leave for the evening, locks the door. Um, the staff is on call mostly. Um, there's always a nurse. Uh, if there's a patient, there's always nursing staff on online. But if there's nobody in the infirmary, then you know they can pretty much go to bed. They can get, get called back if there's a problem. Um, so there's a there's a moment when there's nothing in there. There's there's it's just an empty hallway. <clears throat> and then you see Alpha Officer um, Olaf Olaf's daughter. Um, she comes walking down the hallway. Uh, she goes to the morgue, and you see her unlocking. And as soon as you see this, um, Alpha's like, "What? What's this nonsense? It's impossible. I was asleep all night long." And you see her unlock the the, the door to the the morgue area, and she goes inside. And there's a couple of minutes go by. And she comes out with uh, Sylvia Goldberg over her shoulder. She turns, she closes the door and locks it. And you see her walk down the, the hallway as the nurse on duty screams. <laughs> that was unexpected. <laughs> uh, no, you see her walk down the hallway and and go out. Um, and it was like, it just makes no sense at all. I was not there. I swear to God, I was not there. And she starts fiddling with it. And you see another camera. You see her come out of the, uh, out onto the deck. Uh, it's dark. It's very late at night. We'll say it's, 3 a.m. Um, she walks over to where there's a stair leading up to the uh, the deck, uh, overhanging the back of the ship, and she picks up the body and throws it into the ocean. And everybody is aghast and staring at her. And one of the security men says, um, I'm sorry, Alpha, but we're going to have to and she's, she becomes extremely upset. And it, I tell you, I did not do this. It's impossible. Somebody has tampered with the tape. Somebody is making up a, a pantomime. Do you have an uh, alibi? Yeah, I was asleep. Do you have anyone that sleeps in the room with you? No, I have my own because I have my own cabin. Because like the captain is as is we have our own cabins. Speaking of the, when did you go to sleep? We got I've, security camera footage. Let's see you... If you get out of bed about 10 o'clock um anyways they're they're wanting to put cuffs on her at this point and she's um uh, the the captain's like look alpha uh we have to do this so we're sorry um she says no i won't let you put some on me and she goes over to where they've got kind of jail cells and she says i you can do Put me in here, but you're not going to handcuff me. Look, look at it this way, Miss um, Olaf's daughter. If you're in the brig and something else happens, you'll be exonerated. 
she's white as a, a sheet and she's very upset, but she complies. Captain, uh, I assume that she has a second command that. Yeah, there's quite, quite a few of some of these other people in here. Um, she says, I, I, I wouldn't, I would never have accepted this if I hadn't seen it with my own eyes. Well, at the very least, I think it's clear that she was sleepwalking. If in fact, this footage hasn't in some way been doctored. Is it possible that the figure that used the nine iron on Peter Huxton was a <coughs> platinum blonde? Too small. Yeah. Too small and not bright enough. Unless this person is a master of disguise. Yeah, if, if Alpha could make herself a foot and a half shorter, maybe. Yeah. But... I mean, it's a spectacular um, uh, talent, but that can only explain at least that. Can we, can we rip the security camera footage over to Crew's quarters around the time she reports going to bed? Yeah, she said that she went to bed around after her ten, at 10 o'clock after her shift. So um, 10, 15. Uh, you see her uh, coming down the hall. She goes into her room. Uh, one of the other security men says, you know, it's she's a very precise woman. So I bet you if you looked at the last 10 days, you would have seen it exactly the same time her going down this, you know, the same place, going into her door at the same time. Um, <clears throat> so that looks normal. Then about 215, 220 or so, uh, you see her door open and you see her come out, um, do a spot hidden. Uh, 42 under 70, just regular. Oh, two. One away nice. from two. So extreme. Yeah. Her eyes are not fully open as she comes out. Um, she seems to be, she doesn't look like she's moving like a drunk person, but she looks like she's moving like a sleepwalker. <clears throat> um, Very strange. Okay, she was asleep. Yeah. Any, I mean, uh, any change in habit? Any change in routine? Well, yeah, this is completely changed from her routine. Um, but yep. she still, she just walks down. She's no longer dressed in her uniform, but she's dressed in what what would look kind of like jogging clothes. Um, the kind of thing you might sleep in, you know. Um, the kind of thing we've been wearing for the past two years, every day. <laughs> yeah. Um, you see her walk down. She gets to the stairwell. She goes, uh, she goes up the stairwell. You also notice that this area is a little nicer, okay? Because these are the actual officers' rooms. Um, there's like a little community lounge that's there for the officers. Uh, she goes right to the morgue and uh, and does exactly what you just saw her do. At this and, point, I'm a little paranoid. So during the time of the murder of Peter, 215. I'm checking if any of us have exited our rooms. All right. Um, 
the corridor corridor outside would have been monitored so um yeah you you go through all the footage that you have about the hours that you think there there's no no evidence that you've gone in there out all right um but you do see a few people coming back they're still drinking and should we start putting tape around the outside of the doors? Uh, well, the attacker hasn't attacked anyone in their uh, sleeping cabins. The only things that she was Yet. sleepwalking, now she was conscious enough to dump, open up the moor, dump the body uh, overboard. That's kind of far-fetched, isn't it? I don't know. Could I try rolling a cult to see if... Yeah, is there any kind of hypnotism, some such I might have read that <laughs> actually had stock in? Well, you can roll. I mean, you know the real world, my friend. You know the right. Ah, nothing. Pretty much the old myths about hypnotism have been debunked. That you can't be forced to do anything that you don't want to do. Um. Nor do people, in my understanding of sleepwalking, show that degree of competence. You know, it's hard to figure out which key to use from your keychain when you don't look at it and you're not actually awake. But I also thought that her objections to the videotape uh, were genuine. Can we... I know this is quite far-fetched, but how about we talk to Elsa... Or Olaf's daughter, and ask her what she was dreaming about around that time. I know it seems weird. Yeah, but... no. She, you ask her, and she's like, "Well, I don't remember you... dreaming anything." Okay. Do you remember just thinking on the previous day? Did you remember watching anything different or interacting anything outside of your regular routine? No, not particularly. I, uh, I'm a security person. I deal with this sort of stuff all the time. There's nothing. I mean, it's not the first murder that's taken place on board of a ship. I uh, or death. It's always death. But uh, I, perhaps, I thought about you a little more than I would think about anybody else. Entirely comforting. If, if you are, if you are, if you can solve this, you must exonerate me somehow. Find a way to exonerate me. Well, when we find the actual <laughs> person who's committing the violence, that might help. Do uh, you take? Pardon the intrusive question. Are you on any medications? No, none whatsoever. Mm -hmm. I don't even smoke the, you know, nothing. No recreational drugs. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, a vegetarian. Nothing well, against throwing bodies overboard in that regime. Uh, when we should make sure we have the timestamp on when Sylvia's body got tossed because that'll give a reasonably good idea about where, although the sharks might 
have resolved that question before anybody passes through that area again. <laughs> the captain's like, there's, there's no way anyone will find that body. Um, it's almost impossible to find a body even right after it falls overboard. So now we've gone hours. Um, and you're right, sharks will be probably by now. These waters um, definitely have sharks in them. Is there a way? So uh, who's the new security chief? Oh, uh, let's say um, June Jarvis. June Jarvis. So uh, can we, is there a way that you can put a padlock on the drawer in which Peter Huxton's body goes in so that only one person has a key and we can make sure that we don't lose any more? Well, there's not really a way to padlock it, but we can, we can I don't know, put a security person on it? Um Again, it's already going to be a, a sort of, there's going to be a legal issue with the fact that Sylvia's body got yoinked. The family's not going to be happy about that. You know, the company's going to have to make a settlement. Uh, so we really want to make sure that we don't lose any more evidence or cause any more lawsuits, whether that's a person in a chair who has to get paid overtime. I think it's probably a precaution necessary given that Zola's right. daughter's behavior is so inexplicable. We'll uh, we'll put uh, some sort of restraint on the door itself so that it can't be opened. And Should then make the, it so that the only person who can get to it would be the doctor. Who's that seems reasonable. Yeah. All right. And now the captain has to make a decision about what to tell the population about. Yeah, buddy system. It's going to be, this is going to be expensive, but I don't know. I mean, so is a third corpse. Definitely souring the party mood, for sure. Well, guys, yeah, I have an the idea. Captain, the, the captain's quite uh, upset. What's your idea, Maddie? Oh, well, I tend to take risks. How about we lure this killer out? Have one of us to be the bait. I know it's going to be random, but let's try. Find a spot where the security camera is. Derek can be there. If any of you guys can be like close by. That's full. It's worth a shot. I know. <laughs> That's why it's a risk. I said it's going to be a risky idea. If we had any indication of how the killer chose a victim, I would be more tempted, but there's very little in common between the driving <laughs> range and, you know, stairwell H at level six. And this whole ship might as well be the square footage of a city block. Yeah. Hmm. Well, if they try to dump <laughs> the one body, do we want to try and be the detail? Uh, yeah, I can maybe hide in the other room. The one across from the morgue. Oh, yeah, that would be good. We don't think we're certain that the second killing wasn't by Alpha. No, so the it's timing... not as though the killer 
is the one who dumped the body. It was right. the, a compulsion of some kind that we don't. Hmm. You think that compulsion can affect other people as well, not just Alpha? I don't know why Alpha would be susceptible. Unless she was in, in league, which <laughs> I suppose rationally we have to assume, but I doesn't feel very, you know, I wouldn't use it in the book. Well, let, let's say we do camp out like the, the morgue, like as a security detail. What do we do when we see someone trying to access it? Well, there's only one door in and out of this hospital area. Oh, maybe we so can walk there are There are places where, well, I'm saying there are places where you can hide that the person would have to walk. You would see the person going in and out. Right. But physically confronting a killer is not smart. Perhaps we can lock them inside while they're retrieving the body. If they're going to go by the same pattern? Perhaps. Um, if I recall, uh, Alpha um, uh, vanished the body at something like 3 o'clock in the morning? Yeah, we'll say 3 o'clock. So that's already after the second murder. I'd prefer to act before another murder takes place. Well, the murders, they happen randomly. Didn't uh, the first victim die around 11? Yeah, before midnight, it seemed, yeah. We just don't know where, we just don't know where it's going to strike. But so far, all we got is that the person was alone. It tends to happen around late evening. I say maybe the security detail on the morgue is probably our best chance instead of a <laughs> random chance. We know that we have a, someone interfering with the bodies, so we might as well guard that tonight. I really hate to be the one to suggest it, but do you think I should get a couple of pots of coffee and try and watch to see if I can spot isolated folks? Between, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you're on the security cameras, you can text us or let the new security head know. We're obviously getting a full refund on another cruise, so we're getting a lifetime, yeah, <laughs> a lifetime membership, right? If if we don't, bankrupt, I hope so. If we don't bankrupt the whole cruise line, uh. We have a murder maybe at 11.15 and a murder at 2.15. Maybe the next one will be at 3.15. <coughs> I mean, 5.15. Maybe they're in three-hour increments. Why? And there were four stabbings at the back of the... <laughs> There's no right. correlation. The four stabbings left, by the way. Yeah. Four stabbings, a nine iron... So the next numerical progression, no, this is like <laughs> novelist thinking. Um, Alpha, meanwhile, you guys are still in security, right? Yeah. 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 Okay. So the captain would have left. Once again, captain has duties. Captain's very upset. Um, Alpha's like, we should, should, should search the whole ship every last room all 
six thousand. <laughs> you know? that, that'll take too much time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think uh, Derek mentioned the. Uh, you mentioned the size of the. Uh, what did you say? Like a whole. Uh, like a whole block. city block. Like a whole city block. A whole city block times fourteen, because every level is different. So, yeah, it's like a small city that you've got. Um, all right. <clears throat> you find yourself quite um, stymied. There is a murderer, a killer on board somewhere who brands his victims very much like a serial killer. Uh, and yet, the ship moves on. The ship goes. People still are drinking, partying, carrying on. Um, maybe a little bit more subdued. Um, you hear people occasionally you know, saying, I hear there was a murder on board the ship. You know, and uh, everybody be, be better be careful. But then they go back to drinking and gambling. And <clears throat> um, the captain is reticent to make any kind of general announcement because you guys are in the middle of the ocean. She doesn't want anybody to panic. Um, she's She tells you that she's going to push most, more security walking about the ship um, so that there's more likely if anything happens, there'll be somebody close by, you know, Hopefully, if somebody calls out, whatever. Um, we should get rid of all the tarpaulins on on the, the entire ship. Not helpful. Is there anything? Well, at this point, everything starts to look suspicious. You look at every passenger you walk by. Every officer in every uniform, every person behind a desk, and you realize that could be the person. You know, they could be hiding in plain sight, <clears throat> drinking their coffee and laughing in your face. Um, it does make for some good journalism, though, when you uh, think about how scary that could be. So nothing, nothing comes to light. Is there anything you want to do? I, I should I keep asking that. What, what time is it? Whatever time you want. This was first thing in the morning, so. Okay. So what is our plan for tonight? I think the morgue idea is a good one. So you um, want, and then Derek's going to be on security cameras? I think so. I may try to catch a nap this afternoon or something and then have a few pots of coffee ready. Um, the door that locks the morgue, is that a padlock? No, it's... Okay. There's... I made an effort to, to put some kind of security on Peter's drawer, but it's mostly about having a body in the room, I think, was... <clears throat> difficulty to on a ship where there's you know the, the safety potential is 
Locked doors are a little dangerous, you know. If something happens to this ship, you know, somebody gets locked behind it, a locked door, and they go down with the ship. So I'm wondering if there's a way to jam that morgue door. That's what I was if just thinking. If someone goes into it. If someone wants to camp out, jam the door behind them. Because yeah, I'd be willing to camp out. Presumably, unless the killer's already been in this room and is going to be privy to this conversation, they may try and do something similar. So if if Robin can camp out and barricade the door, I can be in here on cameras. One, checking if anyone <laughs> is standing alone and let you two know. Or if Robin notices something, they text me. I can... Like then immediately pan over and see who was outside. Yeah. But so have uh, Stephen and I like kind of patrol around a little bit, like if you want, like or close by. Um, there's it's no a big way, ship. It's yeah. it's impossible. And there's no way since I've been saying this, I could potentially alert security if someone is alone but there's no way i can rely on telling you to where that may be that that's the ship is just too too big yeah i don't know what steven or maddie would want to do if i'm thinking of possible we can be close by because if something happens you're going to be by yourself so mm -hmm. it depends like how I'm trying to imagine in my head, like, where Steve and I can at least be close enough just in case something happens. <laughs> um, if there's, like, a hiding place or something as well, or uh, an adjacent room, maybe. Okay. Uh, something of that sort. All right. So you guys can all hide out in the morgue. Are you going to do anything during the day? Try to live up vacation, get a couple of stiff drinks, and uh, go to the pool. To yeah, I'm, I'm going to go to the... Sadly. I'm going to take a nap uh, to try and prep for tonight. I'm, I'm going to try talking more with the people around, like, hey, hey, or, or even try to listen in, like, what are the rumors are saying? Okay. Like, um, I'll probably put a heavy object, like, in, the, in a sock, probably for self-protection. <clears throat> okay, but basically you're not doing anything uh, during the day except be on a cruise. Yeah. Actually, I'd like to see how the captain's doing. I'll probably watch the bridge from that deck. Okay. Um, yeah, when you get to 12 and you're, you're, you're in that little observation area, <laughs> Excuse me. It's pretty boring. Um, the captain sits there. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> captain sits there, sipping a cup of coffee, occasionally saying something to the first officer. First officer is just looking off on the horizon. Um, ship's pretty much going that way, um, and you can see. Uh, to do a 
do a spot hidden. Okay. Uh, 48, I failed. Um, nothing seems out of the ordinary. Um, it's very Navy military-ish looking the way they conduct themselves, except that the captain's a little more relaxed in her chair. Um, like I say, sipping her coffee. Um, she looks relaxed. Well, it's a relaxing chair. It's a comfortable chair. She spends most of her work sitting in a chair, watching a ship go that's just going in the middle of the ocean in a straight line. Um, We're doing psychology just because of what you said. Okay. Uh, That's a normal success. You don't know if it's to relieve stress from the job or if you know it's just the way she has to be um she seems to be you know talking to her first officer with uh, in a cheery sort of manner uh she's not bringing her own demons into the room with her she's acting friendly and they occasionally you know laugh about something and um and they go back to their work um so odd. She doesn't seem particularly. She's not showing any kind of upset like she did when she was with you. So she was <laughs> upset around us, but not upset when she's. Well, she was upset when she first found out. I mean, she was mm. there right after she found out about another murder. Okay. I'm going to stop in and say hello. Like physically. Okay, you can't. Oh, okay. The bridge the bridge is locked. You can't get in oh. from the outside unless you're a, an officer. Got it. You could bang on the window. But you're kind of bothering the the officers while they're doing their job. Sure. I want that. Okay. Um I uh Maddie's gonna go at least get a general consensus on how the passengers are are doing. Trying okay. to listen into conversations. Okay. Um, if anything sticks out to her, well, it'd be helpful. For the most part, everybody wants to forget the real world. So when you do occasionally hear, you know, I heard there was a murder, you know, it doesn't seem to go anywhere. Nobody knows what's going on. And now, ah, you know, forget that and pass me another drink. Do you, do you wander around at all? Yeah, I, I wander around like it. It's a lot. Uh, to take in so I can measure at least. By the way, you guys all now have a badge that pretty much, (laughs) you know, you can go and talk to people and you can go into kitchens and stuff like that. Did you want to, you're just wandering around amongst the passengers? Yeah. Uh, Actually, um, the three uh, joggers that were in the video, Mm -hmm. is it possible for her to, I know it's a big, it's a Big ship. Mm-hmm. Why is it possible for her to to um to see if she can locate? Yeah, even just by the video. I'll say that the video is not quite clear enough for that, but they just look like people joggers. Okay. Um, I don't know. Do a luck roll. Maybe you'll see them running by because they're physically physical fitness people. They might. Okay. Let's see. 
Oh, well, that's Dream Success. Oh, okay. So there is a gymnasium on board the ship. Mm -hmm. And by hanging around there, uh, you, in fact, locate the three of them. Um, And they explain to you, yeah, they they were jogging. um, But they didn't see anything at the time. They do remember seeing the the golfer as they ran by, but they didn't really pay any attention. Oh, they didn't see, uh, so they didn't see anyone like walking up to uh, to Peter Huxon at all. No, they didn't see anything at all, um, except the occasional officer. <laughs> well, um, I guess I'll just tell them, like, uh, ask them that, do you, do you see anything else? strange or anything other than you know people drinking and partying and whatnot no but it's beautiful i mean you're you know you're looking out you can see you know the the stars in the heavens are uh, you know fairly bright there's uh, there's mm-hmm. so many lights on the ship it's a little bit dimmed but you can also see the reflections on the water and um and the air is warm but it's not too warm and there's a breeze and uh, it's extremely beautiful. Okay. A little sliver of the moon up in the sky. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been yeah, it's a very nice uh at least it's a ni- uh, nice night sky and and whatnot. Uh, well, if anything, uh, uh just try to try to stay in a group, uh, be careful, okay? Then one of them leans forward and says, you know, there was something weird. Like like what? <clears throat> Please tell. You know, there's that area at the back of the ship where you sort of go into the tunnel, you go around the back of the ship, and then you come back out on the other side. Yeah. That night, it seemed like it smelled. Smelled like smelled like what? Well, I guess in my mind I expected it to smell oceany, but it smelled more barnyardy. <clears throat> like see, like like the smell of a farm. That's and there was odd. a there was a weird noise too. I don't know how to describe it. I think it was part of the engine. I see. And it's that back tunnel you were talking about. Yeah. Every time we ran through it, there was a weird sort of echo, you know, as we went through that. I don't really know even how to describe it. Maybe um, a knocking or a banging or like a, jackhammer-like sound, but not that loud, kind of, mm-hmm. you know, like this, and that smell like uh, like a barnyard, which is a very strange smell to smell on a ship. Hmm. That is, yeah, that is a little odd. And every time you pass by, it's always that same smell. Yeah, I mean, we we only noticed it that one night, but uh, oh, but yeah, okay, and uh, he's and it wasn't all the time. It was it was right, you know, 
right about you know that time of night that apparently um, we've been asked about. What time was it? Uh, like two two fifteen. Round right? round two fifty. Yeah, around two fifteen, two thirty. Hmm. I see. Well, uh, thank you. Um, this has been uh, quite uh, helpful. Really <laughs> odd. Yes. Uh, take care now. Um, and when Matt Maddie leaves them to their jog and whatnot, she is going to text everybody what she found out from the joggers that there's something up at the dark tunnel. Yeah, sounds like they think we're on Noah's Ark. Yeah. I mean, to me, they're completely sober when they told me, so. <laughs> People who go jogging at two o'clock in the morning, I don't know if I believe anything they say. Uh, Robin, have you mentioned anything about the captain? <coughs> yeah, they were, I don't know, it's just something seemed off. I want to, we have uh, that record of when the captain and first officer served before. I want to see if there's any news about these previous cruises. Because I feel like that is very off-putting that she doesn't seem, I mean, maybe she's being very professional. Uh, that's extremely professional. She just had two people die on her ship and then her security officer is locked up. I would be very upset. Are there any news items at all about? Uh... None. Um... Okay. Do um do um it's a library roll or a luck roll, whatever, whatever you think is better. Got more of one than the other. <clears throat> oh nine. So that's extreme. Yeah. Okay. What you find is um you find that they both have Facebook um postings. They're kind of outdated old. Um, but you find that there are a number of photographs on the, uh, on their profiles. You see, uh, more than a few pictures of, uh, Re Captain Regina Barkley and, uh, Alpha, Olaf's daughter, and, uh, uh, First Officer Lena Cleese uh, oh. together on the mainland. Uh, it looks like they like rock climbing. Um, so they're like in the woods, uh, in the, the forest, they're climbing on trees. You see a couple of pictures of them boating together, uh, like kayak boating on, on rivers and camping. Um Looks like they've got a closer relationship, maybe than, or a longer relationship than you'd expect. I think that they would see enough of each other on board that they wouldn't really need to hang out that much when they were on the mainland. Um, when they're boating together, are they like? Is it a eight <coughs> foot sloop? No, no, no. It's kayaking. I meant. Oh, kayaking. Yeah. Um, Lots of outdoor outdoorsy stuff. It's about doors and stuff. That's wholesome. Um, in terms of physical size, could either Lena or the captain be the right size to be in the security video? Well, the captain's rather short. 
Well, um, they kind of they kind of cover that range, you know, the three mm -hmm. of them. Well, I'm a bear baby bear. Uh, nothing on their Facebook profiles. Uh, well, what what what? I, I don't actually know how Facebook works. Um, oh. Uh, yeah, there's can, a lot of likes and dislikes and things like that. Yeah, do they follow any organizations that? I, they don't. Um, however, they all do seem to be nature files. They uh, they believe in clean living. They uh, like to drink herbal tea. They uh, they're all vegetarians. Interesting that they, I would, but again, maybe, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to, you know, send that Facebook link to the others and say, our crew was closer than they let on, which seems curious to me. Then, then why isn't Regina upset that her friends locked in the Break. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe pretty... maybe some of us should stake out deck twelve instead. So. Well, I assume. No, that but, the... but if if there's something up, why would she come to us for our help to solve the murder? But that makes no sense. At the beginning, she invited us up. She invited us for breakfast. Right. We happened to win that. We happened to win that contest, so that we were present. That's a little interesting too. But but she went to us for yeah. help. Well, before that, when we were just random passengers, we happened to win breakfast on the first morning with the captain and first mate. And then we happened to be there when she heard about the first murder. And she happened to ask us for assistance. And they happened to recognize you three. I I don't know what's going on. I still say, I don't know. I want to take a quick uh, stop at that barnyard smelling area <laughs> just to just at least verify what what they were talking about. Sure, we'll have a walk before before we, we retire. I, you know, I'm personally not committed to your whole morgue stakeout situation, but maybe is it? I is there a is there a, a schedule of when of who's on duty on the bridge? That's not public information. Yeah, there, there, there probably is. I mean, it's not like public schedule, but we yeah. could probably see it from deck twelve if we zoom in on their scheduling board. Yeah, I wonder if either the captain or first mate is generally on the bridge. Okay, so let let's say worst case scenario, they are somehow <laughs> responsible for this. What do we do? Pretty good question. The captain of a vessel is kind of the sole authority, ultimately. Well, we have one day until we hit Hawaii, right? <laughs> is it possible um, we have one day to build a solid case against her to report to authorities? Yeah, gather enough evidence I can ride on it. 
Right. At least just play nice. Um, say we're not finding anything, we're still stuck, and then draw an ace out the sleeve. Right. This is not going to work if we catch the first mate carrying a body out of the morgue. For example, I mean, once we have a direct confrontation, if it is, in fact, the entire authority of the ship that we're <coughs> in conflict with, which is a lot to assume from the fact that the three of them like to go hiking. Well, Robin said that Alpha's eyes seemed closed or at least half open during the morgue thing. I'm hoping that if someone else comes to knock on that door, maybe we can see what state they're in. If this is just a conspirator that's going to try and bolt, or if it's someone sleepwalking. He's a like, big woman to handle, though. Just saying. Well, do we want to try and stake out the captain? Uh, sure. I mean, what else do we have to go on? Well, and are we, I mean, do we even have access to the area where the upper echelon staff have their state rooms we are badges good enough possibly once again there's not really any door locks there might be locks well even on individual rooms you know, on 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 passenger rooms there are door locks but for most of the ship there aren't any locks if somebody asks you, you show them the badge here. Actually, all of the officers by now know who you are. Yeah, security certainly does. Who can we trust anymore? Yeah, and what do we do without an actual theory? I, I'm going to go to that. I don't know, that, that's what the jogger told me. I, I, need, to, I need to see, like... Yeah, There's let's check. Let's there. check well, out. The... Wouldn't they only smell it at the certain time? Isn't that what they said? I mean, yeah, we can check it out. they noticed it. They noticed it at that point. But I'm just wondering if that was the first thing they noticed that. So I just wonder if we go there. If there's some physical evidence there, that would be great because we have very little in the way of physical evidence, especially since one of our bodies is gone. Yeah. All right. Um, so you go for a walk, you go back down to the promenade um, to where the jogging track is, and you follow it along towards the back of the ship. Um, so there's a moment when you go into the tunnel that it gets, it doesn't get dark. Uh, it gets darker because uh, you're enclosed, but you can see light you know, from both sides of this little, little curved tunnel. Um, <clears throat> You do notice that there are two maintenance doors, and they're quite a bit different than the regular doors that you could go through. Actually, all of the all of the main doors on the uh, on the ship are the kind that when you walk towards them, they just open, you know, close. Um, a lot of them are glass. <coughs> In this case, these are the the metal of the ship is that sort of red painted metal. Uh, these are oval sort of hatches in the, the wall, and they have, you know, big uh, handle things to open them, like you would see on a, a ship, a, a military ship. Uh, and it says right on them, you know, 
uh, maintenance only. Um, mm-hmm. Do let's a, have a look, see. Um, do a smell hidden. <laughs> we need a smell hidden. We've always needed a smell hidden. Okay. Uh, spot hidden. Yeah. Well, it's spot hidden and smelt it dealt it. Would have to be the skill names. Uh, fail for me. Okay. Anybody? No? I'll I'll spend two luck to succeed. Okay. There is a faint barnyard sort of smell. You understand what they meant, like you know, barnyards. There's animals that poop on the ground, and it it's not a terrible, ugly, unpleasant smell because it's usually mixed with hay and that that sort of smell. But there's definitely a bit of a barnyard smell here. Is keeping a pet goat secret? Let's, I'm going to open one of the maintenance hatches. Okay. Uh, they make quite a lot of noise when they open. Uh, and there's right inside, you have to kind of step up into them. Uh, mm-hmm. And there is a hallway, which is uh, semicircular because you're at that part of the ship that's semicircular. <clears throat> and there are stairs leading down. Uh, there are also bits, and uh, this is part of that uh, sort of conning tower goes up towards the back um you can see that there are electronics up in there that are probably radio things they're all hidden from view but they're there um and the stairs going down this is all metal in here and there's nobody in here it's it's well lit there's light bulbs behind little cages and right exactly there's nothing like straw or goat droppings or anything. No, you don't see anything like that, but you do. Smell stronger? It smells a bit stronger. It's probably warmer, too. Uh, Yeah, a little bit. And Uh, the smell is coming from the bottom of the stairwell or something? Well, the only way up is down. So let's uh, have a look-see. Why don't you uh, text Robin and say that that we've wandered into a forbidden zone? In case they oh, have to come in to fetch oh, us. Oh, yeah. Text. Uh, oh, yeah. I'll do that. Oh, oh wait. Yeah. Robin didn't come with you? Oh, I'm assuming I went in, too. Oh, yeah, I, we okay. all went in. We're, we're, I, I, well, all, did, all four of us are in, Is right? Lex there, or is Lex in the security? I assumed I was going to be in the security room. Uh, but this is at night, right? No, this is still middle this of the day. This is like after, oh, yeah. Afternoon, we'll say, yeah. In that case, I would be with them. Yeah, it's definitely like towards evening. I'm going to be in the security room. Okay, so don't bother to right text now. them because they're right here. <laughs> text them. Text me what? Um. So you move down the stairs, and um, they go down quite a ways. Uh, you're technically on deck uh, thirteen when you started. Um, you begin to realize that what you are is you're in a, a maintenance uh, stairwell that connects with a lot of the other maintenance stuff on the on the ship and the uh, the crew parts of the ship. Uh, but there are there is a large door at the bottom that says storage, um, which is a fairly large door, um, and the smell does seem to be coming from that area. 
Coast is clear. Yeah, there's nobody in. I'm gonna open the door. I think there's steerage and storage. Let's, let's do it. Open that door. So you open up the door and it makes kind of a squeaky noise. And the lighting here is a bit dimmer, but there are boxes and crates and um, all kinds of things stored, things wrapped in plastic on pallets. And uh, this is obviously where they store a great deal of stuff, including a lot of the food um, that's in cans and stuff like that. Uh, it's a large area. I mean, where it's like a warehouse for the food on the ship that they need. Um, but as you wander around, um, you hear something towards one side. It sounds like something rustling or moving. <clears throat> the smell's gotten quite a bit stronger. And uh, as you come around a corner and you look, there is a kind of iron pin that has been set up. Uh, it's fairly large. You'd say the bars are 12 feet high. Uh, they uh, uh, cover an area maybe 20 by 20 against one of the side walls of the, uh, the room. And there are two things inside the things there's there's hay on the floor um it's kind of dark where they are they're kind of in the shadows but you're pretty sure they're breathing they seem very hairy and they smell a great deal like barnyard sort of smell uh you can hear them breathing they're uh they've got a, a deep heavy sort of uh, breathing rhythm to them. I am going to slowly raise my phone up and try and take a photo with a flash. Okay. Um, your flash goes out to a lock room. Uh, that is a 10 under 55 for luck. Very good. That's good. Um, your flash goes off, <coughs> and the things uh, are visibly startled by your flash. Um, you also hear a man's voice uh, coming from over towards the side, who is like, um, uh, "What? What? What was that?" Like this. All of a sudden, these things rise up onto their feet. The only way you, I could describe them to you would be that they are goats, but they are huge goats, the size of uh, small horses. Um, and instead of, uh, they're covered in black, heavy black fur, and they have horns on their heads, multiple ones curving like this, some sticking out like this, but multiple horns on each of their heads. And when you look at them, they have two sets of eyes, one above the other, and they go, that sort of bizarre uh, goat noise. Uh, and the and man comes around the corner. Um, he's dressed as an officer, 
and you realize almost immediately that it is um, um, Rumpa Lagari, the steward that gave you the tickets. And he's like, you're not supposed to be here. You need to leave. Uh, uh, you guys can do sanity bowls. Yeah. I think it's time we go, 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 get the fuck oh, out of here. Yeah. Oh, that is a crit fail. That is a triple zero Success. crit fail. Success. I got, I failed. 57 on 55. <laughs> uh, if you failed 1d4. Okay. If, you, if you didn't fail, just take a point of damage. You're startled, but you're... Could it be a D5? <laughs> What'd you get? Four? No, I rolled a triple zero crit fail. Oh, I got two. Oh, well, then you automatically get four. You actually, yeah. you actually yell out when you see these things. Oh, I'm sure. And that tracks because it's the image with the flash actually comes on my phone. So I get the mm -hmm. clearest view of these horrible goat things. Well, I'm just debating if enough. I should keep taking photos of the guy. <laughs> when when you took the photo, they were lying down. You really were taking a picture of their hairy backs. Now that they've stood up, they're terrifying looking. So um, it's the perfect conspiracy theorist. <laughs> no, these are goat demons. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can see that they have fangs. They're, they've got multiple large fangs. And um, the steward comes towards you and he's like, no, no, no! You you can't be down here. You need to go back up. This is a storage area. Hey, we have our badges right here, pal. We can yeah. go whenever we want. And those <laughs> can... their little stickers. Yeah. <laughs> he, yeah. he, he comes forward and he looks at your badges. And he says, "Well, I I understand you're you're doing an investigation, but th there's nothing down here. There's just storage." What, what, what in the blazes that? is that? What is that? You can't just say to us that. There's nothing here when those, those two things in that iron cage. Those, uh, those, those are the beauties. They're, they're for uh, the Hawaiian zoo. The, the zoo <laughs> is lucky to get them. I'm sure they're exotic and valuable. And we were actually looking for a picture of blue Hawaii's. If you want us to bring you one, we'll do so. Great to see you again. Thanks. Get the fuck out of here, guys. Okay, bye. Bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, so, so quickly up the stairs you go. Yeah, we're like... The, the bottom stairs are a little bit slippery. Uh, some For some reason, they're a bit wet uh, as we turn around <laughs> to start going back oh, up the shoes. Jesus, Derek. I'm wearing swim shorts. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, so my suspicion that we were set up for the breakfast with the captain is proven because he's part of it. Uh so we need to button up and stick together until we get to Hawaii. Are we? Can you are we even heading to Hawaii? I feel like we. Hey, Derek, can there's, you post that picture up online just in case? There's a there's a map that we can see from deck twelve in the bridge. In the bridge, right? Right. So uh, <laughs> are Robin, we actually heading to Hawaii? If you'll take Derek back to your cabin and make sure he gets cleaned up properly, you can meet me and Maddie on 12 and we'll see what we can. They can't have oh, 1,200 people in a conspiracy, right? It's only, it can only be a handful of them. 
So our, most of the ship is not part of whatever those things are. <laughs> but oh man, are we are we the things? Are are we the food to those things? I, I I'm really I'm really freaked out. How do these we, connect to the? Murder? I don't I don't know. But but the, the symbol has <laughs> Capric horns Wait, on it. That's right. That was one of the astrological associations I had. It looked, it looked goatee to me. And they even have a circle in a circle. It might have something to do with their eyes. Um, but we are not going to survive the rest of the journey if we indicate well, that we if recognize. He, if he tells the yeah, captain. If he tells, it's over. Right? He didn't seem real bright, though. <laughs> <laughs> he just or to understand that he might not even know there's an association he's just some flunky he does what he's told and why would he call those things beauties I've never seen anything less beautiful and that's something from Jakarta uh, I I have no idea we're, we're going to change Derek and then and <laughs> to, I'll see you on 12 uh, come on I'll just I'll dip in the pool it, it's fine I swear no, like, it, I shouldn't it, uh, Stephen do you have medicine I do not have um, medicine I have natural world yeah, that's the that's closest um, and I have psychology do, do a psychology or a spot hidden. Very similar. Oh, I rolled an eight. All is clear. It, it didn't quite register with you just now, but there was something wrong with the steward. Like his eyes were really bloodshot. Um, Right, he didn't just what notice us when we walked in. Even he was and sort the door of door was loud. Right, yeah, he's 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 in a state as well. So I'm I'm less worried about him narking on us than than I am about giving ourselves away to the captain in some other fashion. And you're right, maybe this whole vessel is going somewhere else. Um, so. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, just this is totally a sane, rational thought um, after all of that. But we already established that they might have had some creme brulee torches in the back. And th those bars have an awful lot of bottles of alcohol. Um, if uh, maybe we were to do something reckless before the captain could catch word. They're, they seem to be just in a bit of a pit down in there. I mean, those are what those things were. Those were heavy iron bars. We could certainly harm the specimens without endangering the whole ship, I guess. Ugh. A fire on a ship, it's, uh, it's risky. Well, let's let's being see. on this ship feels risky right now. I'm yeah, going to take I know. my chances. <laughs> right. Um, I want us yeah. off the ship before so, we put fire, and then we're always going to put people in danger. 
So from the little viewing station on 12, there's that map of where we are in the Pacific, mm -hmm. our progress. We're more than halfway to Hawaii by now. Does my phone agree with that location? If I were to ping myself on a map, does the satellite think that I'm at the same place that the boat says it is on the little projection? All right. Do you have, you have GPS, I suppose, or whatever is, is on your phone that tells you where you are? Yeah. <clears throat> you... Um... You, you look at your phone and you're peeking through it at the, on the 12, level 12 and looking at their navigation maps and so forth. <clears throat> Oahu is uh, at uh, 21.5 north, 158 west. At this moment, uh, you are nearly at zero degrees north, 126 west, which puts you near the equator, which is not on route to Hawaii. <clears throat> you're in the middle of nowhere. According to your calculation, you're 1,200 miles from anything at this Ro point. Robin, I hate it when you're right. Holy sometimes. fuck. <laughs> Oh God! Um, um, we need a boat. There's a lifeboat. Yeah, let's get out of here. <laughs> they have to figure it out for them. There's like there's a... lifeboats all over the ship, but you can't get to them. They're they're all rigged. And besides, I don't. You know, we could take a five all the bottles of Kahlua you wanted on the lifeboat with us, but we're not going to get picked up by anything because oh, we're huh? not on the or we're not on a route because they're not going to Hawaii. And even and even then, what we won't even know if the, as you said, lifeboats are rigged. There might be, there's like no escape, since we're in the middle of nowhere. Do they we, must, do we have to anything. take the ship? Are we, we going to be pirates? <laughs> no, this is not. <laughs> <laughs> this is insane. I'm not. <sighs> I'm barely competent to drive across country there are roads on the land if the conspiracy is sufficient that we can be this far off course and no one the bridge is alarmed then we don't have a chance of a mutiny so i think that derek's pulp idea he is a man who publishes a pulp magazine of endangering the precious cargo <laughs> is our best bet because then we're going to find out who knows where we're going and why and it's a it's you know it's a hold in a metal bulkhead in the middle of a metal ship we're not going to go up in flames is, i'm sure there are sprinkler systems but I that mean, might not keep well, the monsters alive if it's a if it's a closed area, what if um, perhaps? Uh, sorry, I was a very I was having a little kill it with fire moment there. What if we did something like uh, dropping a bucket of bleach and ammonia and shut the door behind it and just try to gas them out? I mean, uh, okay, gas them. Um, so we, we are, we or no, I mean just gas them while they're at the bottom and they're in this pen. We've established that 
the officers and the captain, they're in on this because they would know where they're navigating. So we need to find out more their motive, just like all like the criminals we write about. We can search their rooms. Yeah, it's just why us? Why us? And do they expect, I mean, how many? There's a there's 4,000 paying customers on this vessel that expect, <laughs> people expect to see in Hawaii soon who aren't going to get there. So we might not have a lot of time. I want to search the rooms, the captain's room. Yeah. Do you want me to keep an eye out on security? I, I say you get something to defend yourself uh, and then keep an eye out. Yeah. Do we have any golf clubs lying around? Yeah, there's golf clubs. There's one in evidence. There's at least a whole set that's only missing one. All right. So let's get a call. But but yes, I want to sneak into the captain's room. So okay. uh, meanwhile, I guess we're gonna go someplace where the ocean sounds real loud to have this conversation. We're not doing it right above the bridge from N12. Yeah, no, no we're uh, I think Derek, your idea about Bleach and ammonia is very attractive, except that we don't know what, I mean, there aren't any vertebrates with four eyes. That those things are, those, I don't know what would kill those things. I can't count on what a gas that kills a human killing those things. But fire is fire and they have fur on them and they're, they've got hay under them. Uh, and you know what? The captain will not be in her cabin in which Robin wants to explore when the fire alarm goes off. That That's a good idea. So um, I think that two of us should get ready to infiltrate the executive area of the ship. And two of us should go and try to put an end to Baba Black Sheep. Who is good at what? Because my my stealthing so pretty good. I'm good at I'm good at typing, and I still use an electric typewriter because I find word processors very cold. Can I can I just stop by the brig? Is Alpha still in the cage? Yes. Are there any padlocks around? No. Okay. All right. Yeah. Then I'm sneaking in. Okay. So wait, we're, we're timing all this, right? We're making a plan. We're having dinner. And then we're going to, two of us are going to go and visit the. Uh, I'd rather go now because we know they're in the bridge. Right. I, I'm certainly thinking to try and hold some sort of cover because they do have security folks in that room that I will be very vocal and say that I am like watching to make sure if people are going to be on their own and uh, keep an eye out for the next possible victim. In the meantime, trying to look out <laughs> for Robin and make sure no one's in the hallway and at least turning the camera off so that the other crew doesn't see. All right. So you're going to, you're going to be in the security wing. Yeah. Robin's going to do a sneak Peak. And so, Maddie, you and I are going to go and visit the. Zoo? Yeah. Yes, and with because with weapons or something because yeah, that steward looks like a idiot. 
but we won't know for sure. Yeah, well, I mean, a blunt object, a piece is a good idea. Uh, and, you know, if we take all of the liquor from both of our mini bars and put it in one vessel, that's enough to start a good fire on straw. Okay, let's start dumping our mini bars into the bag. Let's 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 do this. Everyone on group chat. Let's uh where are we gonna get a hold of fire? They don't they I had to leave my vape at home. Like there's no heating elements in here. I can I can actually do something with that. If I have an extension (laughs) cord in my room and I can slice open the side of it, right? And when you plug that in, that's going to make a spark. I have. So uh, this is a non-smoking ship. There aren't disposable lighters that people yeah, are just leaving correct. around. Correct. So no I can I, on the ship. I can jury rig the extension cord I got from my CPAP machine. And then how do I carry the fire down to the zoo? Well, you just plug it in, and where the exposed wire is, just you leave it as suggesting you plug it in down in the in the hole. Yeah. Do you think that there are a lot of outlets in that storage area? They must have outlets. What ha- whatever happened to bringing a box of matches? Oh, well, we're not allowed there. Yeah. I mean, the extension cord thing is probably our best bet. Would it Unless be... you steal some burners from the kitchen. If there are burners in the kitchen, we could filch or making a very tiny rudimentary torch. I mean, just wrap a little fabric around a pencil or something, staunch that in alcohol, light that, carry it down real quick. But Stephen, Maddie, and Derek do uh, idea rolls. That's good. 24 is uh, hard, at least. <laughs> yeah. My so second, I... triple zero, quit Regular. I got regular success. I'm real frazzled. De- Derek has become distracted by a picture of Kermit the Frog somewhere. <laughs> um, Stephen and Maddie, you do realize that you'll probably be captured on video starting the fire and that you'll end up in jail for the next 200 years for endangering the lives of 4,000 people. 5,000 people, because you've got to count the crew, too. Yeah. I'm also not super <clears throat> convinced we're going to I have any chance of surviving since we're headed out into the South Pacific, far away from any landmass. Um, and there's, it's, you know, there's sprinkler systems. But yeah, we will be, but, but maybe the fire will. Uh, is there any way I can turn off the cameras? Spill a yeah, giant Coca-Cola. Yeah. But uh, then that also means I can't eagle eye try to watch out for you. It's, it's Just spray rip. paint over the camera. Uh. Or actually for the crit fail, I might recommend, no, I can turn off the cameras for that whole floor. <laughs> He does have a strange look in his eye, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, we're all the realizations hit, hitting us uh, really badly. I just, I mean, the, the, I cannot imagine how they're going to explain being thousands of miles off course if they actually intend to explain anything. And the, whatever is in the, that storage area isn't 
going to zoo. There is that they're beauties. Yeah, they beauties. they don't need to explain anything. <laughs> uh, we're all dead. We're, so right. we're in the middle of the South Pacific. There is no landmass near us. We, we can't go to Papua New Guinea. We can't go to either New Zealand or all those other stuff. There's even we're, those smaller islands in Micronesia. That's, that's kind of close. We're headed away from pretty much everything except <laughs> the Pacific garbage gyre, I think. Bara Bara bar is probably the closest thing to you, but we're still talking 1,200 miles. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, surely there must be like a, a flare gun somewhere. A little tiny flare gun. Well, that can ignite stuff as well. I mean, we're we have oh. access to the kitchens. We can get the blowtorch. Yeah. We can cut the middleman. I can I can sneak in. I'm pretty good. Or sneaking. or even matches. So the kitchen's going to have various kinds of fire starting. If if you want to start a fire, you'll find a way to start a fire. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We, okay. Yeah. We, have to... we just we have we're like coordinating timing because we I, want I to start to, the fire. I need to see what's in the captain's room. <clears throat> right. Okay. And photograph it. Okay. So. So we'll start with Robin then. Robin sneaks up there. Derek, you you see him, but you're doing some sort of little trick where. Uh, you're erasing the uh, video <clears throat> and then think... playing back previous video so that it looks like there's nothing there <coughs> like they do in all the spy things. Yeah. Um, and I'm because nobody roll, ever uh, imagines computer. that that's what you're going to do, nobody believes that's what's happening. And um, Robin, you get up there, you, you bypass a number of people because you've got that card on. Nobody nobody asks any questions. Uh, you get into the private area. This is kind of on part of a conning tower. Uh, it's up high. They've got their own commanding view of the outside. It's very lovely. Um, you get into the cabin, captain's cabin. <clears throat> it's very orderly. Everything is in its place. Uh, she has a number of potted plants in her room that are in full bloom. Uh, she's got some pictures on the wall of her and the other members of the crew together in the woods, mostly the same ones that you've seen on Facebook. Um, but she also has something in the middle of her bed just lying there. It looks like a, uh, um, a piece of green paper uh, that's been rolled up, you know, kind of scroll-like. And uh, when you unfurl it uh it says this him to the birth giver divine progenitor womb of the land and sea deliver us from the past welcome us into the future like a fire you cleanse the world then rebuild with vitality the flower of life works towards good to the fulfillment of nature consuming fire spring of speech breath of knowledge render us return us to the innocence that we have lost Complete the cycle. Remind us that we are one with nature and the elements. We sing your children, Nug and Yeb and Ran Tigoth, who reawaken the material world. Earth mother, pool of creation, black goat of the woods with a thousand young. Accept this, our grand sacrifice. Ia, Ia, Shemniguroth. And it's got that symbol. Uh, I'm letting everyone know. Took a picture of it, sent us. <laughs> bad. Very bad. 
need to upload this online immediately. Suddenly, <laughs> prison there. doesn't seem like such a Actually, big worry. Actually, does she have any weapons in her room? No. Yeah. Texting grand sacrifice sounds bad. Sounds bad. Four thousand people sounds we are, bad. We are gonna be dinner sounds bad. Okay. I think we might need to storm the bridge at some point. Uh, oh, God. Oh, I'm going to text Robin and say, take it. Yeah, I did. Oh, good. Okay. So what next? <clears throat> I think that we were all on our way downstairs. Yeah, make... Is there a fire axe? <laughs> um... <laughs> That is a good question. I imagine there would be fire axes occasionally. Then I'm I'm grabbing it. Um, is there a fire axe that isn't behind glass? What time is it at this point? I'm trying to think when you guys started your little. We decided classes. not to wait until after dinner. I was okay. people encouraged me to not wait until after dinner. We so are we'll say five thirty maybe. We don't know if the food we're eating is something like, you know, contaminated or something. We're being um, prepped for food. All right. We'll say that by the, well, you guys are going to go downstairs. Okay. So we'll say it's 530 going on six. Um, Derek, you are once again watching. <clears throat> uh, you notice that the goat things in the, um, in the hold, uh, you can't actually see them on the camera. They've been put around a corner and kind of behind and against the wall. So you don't know what's actually going on right where they are, but you can see the stairway coming down into the hold. Uh, so uh, Stephen and Maddie, uh, do a luck roll. <clears throat> Oh, wow. That's a one. I, nope, fail. Okay, your one covers for her failure. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Stephen. You, I then tripped and fell and broke my, broke my uh, brains out. Um, well, we'll say just for fun, as you are going into the tunnel, some joggers go by you so that you know you've got four and a half minutes before the joggers come around again. Um, of course, once you're in the door, they won't know that's where you went. All right, you go in and you start down the door. Um, you can hear and smell. The smell has gotten stronger. Uh, the goats uh, seem to be moving around a bit. They're probably awake at this point. Um, and about halfway down the stairs, you suddenly hear, hear somebody call out, ah, God damn goats like this and uh, you hear somebody moving towards the stairwell from below what do you want to do uh, let's bum rush him okay I got my club ready <laughs> so you're gonna have to go down the stairs a little bit still, yeah still we're yeah. there All right <laughs> so as you come down the stairs um, you see the same guy, the, the steward, um, he's walking towards the stairs and he's wrapped his hand 
kind of in his shirt. Uh, and you can see there's blood. Uh, and he's moving forward to the stairs. Of course, you guys are making noise because you're they're metal stairs. And right. he looks up at you as you're coming down. You can see that sort of glazed over look in his eye. He doesn't seem alarmed that you're coming, but he's like, he's like, goddamn goats bit me. Yeah, get to the medic. We'll take care of it. All right. <laughs> and he said, as he goes by you, he says, they're prepped and ready. Roger. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> we'll take care of it. All right. So when you go down, you get to the bottom of the stairs and you go over. And he seems to have believed what you said. He's like going to go to the medic um, yeah. glazed over. Um, you step onto the floor and you, you move over towards where the goats are. The goats are hanging upside down by their four limbs, which are tied together. So they're hanging upside down with their thing. They're, they're uh, thrashing about a bit. And um, you can see they're gnashing. Obviously, he got too close as he was doing this. And they bit him. Uh, but they're on a kind of crane structure. Uh, looks like, you know, this being a hold, they can drop stuff down in from up above. There's there's like a door that would open. And they're, they're hung on these chains. Maddie, do you think that the goats are the sacrifice? I thought that we were going to be the sacrifice. Uh, it's... I... It's, you know, I was counting on them doing anything they could to save these blasphemous creatures. But if they, I guess we will still be interrupting the sacrifice. Sacrifices by definition are things that are supposed to be done in a certain way. Uh, let's not think too hard about this, but let's set this hay on fire and get the fuck yeah. out of here. They're abominations. Let's, let's do it. I'll take a quick picture of them. Before we... Oh yeah. Good idea. Yeah. yeah. Picture photography. Um, when That's... your flash goes off, they have a reaction to it. Okay. Uh, they they lurch to the side and they make that strange gick 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 sound. Um, and something begins to happen when you do that. They are black, but their fur suddenly begins to transform as you're looking at it. It becomes, you think it's becoming almost clear, but it's white. It, it turns white almost within uh, 10 seconds. They're, they're prepped, Maddie. Let's. Uh, uh, yeah, that's <laughs> fire. Let's add fire. That's I'd it. like you to do a spot hidden first. Okay. 32 is regular. Uh, that is. Sorry. Oh. Um, hard. Okay. Um, you don't know if they're just gross or that they've urinated on themselves or or whatever, but they're kind of dripping with uh, moisture at this point. How does it smell? It, it smells like like old milk. Still, yeah. Oh, it did. I don't want that goat milk. Let's, let's... 
It's it's awful the smell. Yeah. Let's go. Let's 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 do. Let's is do there this. is there uh, other hay in bales nearby for future feeding? There's not, but there's a lot of it right underneath where they're hanging. All right, then yeah. Uh, smash that booze in, set the hay, the boozy hay on fire, and make for the exit before we can't breathe. Yeah, like that's yeah. All right, so do a luck roll. Shaking these dice. Ooh, that is three over. That's a no. That's five over. Fifty nine. Seventy two. No means. No, my bad. No, I I got a regular success. My bad. <laughs> Looking at okay. the wrong machine. Uh, so Maddie, you passed. Uh, Stephen, you didn't. Correct. All right. Um, Maddie is a little bit farther away when you toss the uh, flame into the alcohol. What you neither one of you expects is that you know alcohol kind of burns blue. This this burns blue for a split second, and then something goes off almost like a bomb. Um, they Good weren't juice. dripping with sweat; they were doused in gasoline, and the two goats just burst into flame. And something somewhere is triggered, and the the top of the ship that right there opens up, and the cranes lift them up out of the ship. Um, there's also seemed to be something like a garot rope or, or wire around them, so that as they go up, it cuts their throats, and the blood rains down uh, into the hold where you are. But you're you're running for the um, you're running for the uh, the stairs to go up. Um, meanwhile, these things have been hoisted up and out of the ship, and they've they're lighting up the sky. Um, everybody on the ship that's outside is suddenly like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> um, you guys, I, I I don't know if you should do sanity rolls just just to see if you like freak completely out. Robin and Derek. Um, where are you at the moment? Robin, Derek's watching all of this on screen. <laughs> I'm probably kicking down the bridge's door <laughs> with the fire axe. Okay, it's 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 a metal door. Um, oh, okay. But you're you're going for it. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll knock politely, and then when they <laughs> open the door, uh, Derek, um, <coughs> you will notice the um, this all starting to go on. Uh, I would like you to do a uh, a spot hidden roll. Sure. That is. 18. Um, I can burn four points of luck and make that an extreme success. Otherwise, it's just a hard. <coughs> Hard's good enough. So okay. you're watching the monitor screens with these things being hoisted up, and they're sort of hoisted out of the hold and moved over towards the sides of the ship. Um, they're in flames. The blood is raining down. Uh, it rains down on the people standing around at that moment. Um, but out of the corner of your eye, 
uh, on this other monitor over here, as you, you turn to look, uh, you see Dr. Um, Thompson uh, unlocking uh, uh, Officer uh, Alpha's brig, Alpha's, uh, brig oh. door. And uh, she you can sort of see her sort of thank him. And she walks out of the brig uh, towards towards the deck. Um, Robin, you start bashing against the door with... Oh, just, uh, just a knock. Okay, you just knock. Um, nothing happens. All right. Can I climb over on the outside? Because they have a... On the outside of the bridge? Yeah, didn't they have like a, a balcony? No, you would slow. You would. Oh, yeah, okay. It's the front of the ship like this. You'd slow. Okay. Down. However, those plexiglass windows in the other. Yeah, I'll go for those then. All right. So as you are on deck twelve, going for those windows and start to hit them, um, they all turn around and look. You can see that on the on the picture, um, on the, the navigation screens in front of them, they're looking at the back of the ship with the. Uh, with the goats and um the the captain turns and looks at you as you're smashing through the window and she, she's like what are you doing to my ship stop that man and uh, some of the other officers turn around and start moving towards you none of them have guns and uh she says uh she says it started too soon but it'll have to hopefully it'll work this time and uh she and lena uh, start walking over towards the door to leave the bridge. Uh, meanwhile, the officers are coming at you, Robert. What do you want to do? Are they in throwing range, my axe? Sure. Okay, I'm going to use a throw to <clears throat> throw it at the captain. Okay. Just we'll, we'll see if this works. I, <laughs> no, that's a 90. Okay, yeah, and he got a 20. She got a 27. So your axe goes past her, and it's just like, that's not going to do you any good. And uh, she and Lena leave the bridge. Uh, meanwhile, Stephen and uh, Maddie, you've come running back up the stairs and out the back of the ship. Um, as you come out, there's there's pretty much chaos going on. There's people wondering what's going on. There's fire, fire on the ship, fire like this. <laughs> um you can go up the stairs like to the the, the deck above uh, which is the sports deck um there's blood splattered here and there and you start to notice that there is um a cloud formation appearing behind the ship that's starting to gather but i'd like you to do spot hiddens Oh, great success. A one. Oh, well, nice. one. So um, we'll say then that Maddie, as you come out, you're looking up at these burning uh, goats. Um, Stephen, for some reason, as you come around to the railing, you look straight down into the water. Mm. And there is something 
in the water. At first, you're not sure there's lights in the water, kind of blue-green lights. And then you sort of make out shapes like sharks. Um, only these sharks seem to have uh, catfish-like whiskers, or are they tentacle-sort-of-shaped things? Um, and the glowing lights, are they like on the tips, like some sea creature that, you know, except these things are enormous. They're like megalodon size sharks and they're swimming around in the water and their fins are sticking up and these strange noises are coming from them, like gurgling and splashing. Would um, you say they seem to be responding to the flaming goat awful and it, blood? Exactly. Yeah. They seem yeah. to be waiting for it to drop into the ocean. Yeah. Thunder sounds across the background as, as you're, you're looking. And Maddie, you see these clouds gathering very swiftly. From the, from the deck that we, so, you know, we were, we went down to the hold, <clears throat> mm -hmm. set the goats on fire that they wanted to set on fire. And then they were lifted out one deck, more or less, and moved over on some mechanical arm. Well, the whole thing was about 14 decks high. So it, they were pulled all the way out. Oh, they pulled so, way up to the top. Yeah. And then they're... Oh, God damn it. We, we triggered gonna... something they wanted. Yeah, we, we just set their birthday candles a little early. Uh, that cause... must work to our advantage a little bit. Would there be access to power and security? That? Wait, what? Oh, I, I also get the goats like, holy. Yeah. I guess um, lifeboats won't be. <laughs> won't no, be probably not, Lex. Yeah. We need to retract those arms. Mechanically, I wonder if we can figure out where that, you know, because it, it Nobody on the bridge knew that we'd set them on fire. It was a it was a mechanism that was in place. I wonder if there's a button somewhere. Do we have time? You have because no you idea. pointed to we pointed to that. Steven. Yeah, that yeah. Yeah, at this point you don't have time to it could be anywhere for all you know. Um Derek. You're looking at the cameras. You're seeing all of this going on. And now you can see um, Alpha, Olaf's daughter. Um, you can see her climbing up onto the conning tower. Uh, she seems to be making her way all the way to the top, the highest point possible on the ship for anyone to go. Um, and after a few moments, you also see uh, the captain and Lena, um, the first officer, Lena, also making their way in that direction. They haven't gotten there yet. Uh, Robin, what do you do? Uh, you, you probably escaped from... The officers don't really respond like... They don't know how to respond. They're, they're kind of confused themselves as to what the hell's going on. Oh, okay. Um, can I... See if so. Is there any controls for like maybe the, these arms that are holding the goats in the bridge? Not in the bridge. All right. I'll I'll take a piece of sharpened plexiglass, like as a shiv, and but I will 
meet back up with uh, Maddie. You're gonna head upstairs, okay? Yeah, probably trying to follow the off uh, the officers. Yeah, I'll with- um I'll try and just call the others and tell them where the trio is headed. Um, is the the murder weapon nine iron uh, kept in an evidence bag and security? Because if so, I will 100% grab that <laughs> to arm myself on my way out. Do a luck roll. Fifty-three under fifty-five. Glad I didn't burn any points. All right, you find it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I have no combat skill, but I feel better. Yeah. <laughs> so um, now, Robin, you're way at the front of the ship. Um, uh, Stephen, Maddie, <laughs> Derek, you're actually Derek's probably near the front of the ship too. Uh, the other two, you're towards the back of the ship. We'll assume that you kind of meet in the middle <coughs> on, the main, on the main Lido deck. So you can see the burning things there. And you can see this weird conglomerate sort of cloud that's appearing in the sky. And you're starting to notice little flashes of, of lightning in this cloud. Uh, it's then that you all notice... Uh, the captain and Lena and Olaf's daughter up on the top of this conning tower. And they raise their hands into the air and you hear them suddenly calling something out because it's suddenly it's broadcast over the speakers. And it's that same thing that uh, Robin's got in his pocket, divine progenitor, womb of the land and sea on and on uh, they, they start chanting this and just as uh they say uh yeah 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 like this a bolt of lightning hits the conning tower you see it uh it perhaps injures the the uh the captain and lena but it directly strikes uh, Alpha, and she literally explodes when it hits her. And then all hell breaks loose. This, the sky becomes dark. This cloud begins to seem to open up. Strange appendages seem to be moving out of it. There seems to be a black long black tower that's falling from this cloud and it smashes into the water near the ship and then another one comes out and this one comes down right not too far from where you are right into the center of the ship and is that goat's foot on the end of it the size of sequoia tree it's covered in black fur this horrible monstrous noise is going on you don't do sound Yes. Fail. 81. Okay. If you fail, do a 1d6. If you if you didn't do a 1d4. Another four. I passed, but oh boy. Just one. You're not exactly sure what's going on. You're running for your life. Um, 
people on board the ship are screaming. They're they're freaking out. They don't know what the hell is going on. People start running for the lifeboats. Um, there's crew on there who also don't know what the hell is going on. So they're running for the lifeboats. But the whole ship is listing towards the side as this earth god is is crashing through bits of the ship with her feet um and uh there's thunder and lightning the whirlwind blast the sound of an enormous goat um, that rings through the air what do you guys want to do? uh i don't think there's a way to stop this i don't know derek, if boat will be any help i think <laughs> derek is just going to somberly lower the bloody golf club and walk over to the nearest bar and start mixing everybody some drinks and just push them across the bar while all this chaos is going on in the background. If we're going to get a lifeboat, we want the last one because there's things down there waiting for us. Yeah, we... <laughs> there's no way unless we can make a SOS in the break. At least some... At least if we're going to go down, at least there'll be a signal left before we all go down with the ship. Uh, the vacation. Cheers. <laughs> I, um, I'm going to use it. Is there any Wi-Fi left? I need to upload all of this on the internet. Boom, boom, do, boom. Do a group luck roll. Uh, that's me. I've got 39. Okay. 81. Uh, um... Your your electronics no longer work because the uh, interference from Shubnagurov's presence is destroying them. Uh, slowly, you can feel your mind inside just frying from the exposure to her glory. Um, she continues to stomp and wheel about, and the ship at some point cracks in half, and uh, you're screaming everywhere. It lists to the side. It rises up. The whole thing begins to sink into the ocean. You can see some lifeboats get away, but uh, they're just as easily picked up by long tentacles that wrap around them and crush them. And everything ends and uh, with these uh, shark creature things in the ocean cleaning up the mess, eating up uh, everyone else who gets away. And that's the end of our story. What a vacation. <laughs> so, short explanation is, is that the captain, the first mate, and, uh, and uh, the security were all uh, priestesses of, of Shubnagunoth, and that it had taken them years to get to the point where they had enough control, where they could offer 5,000 sacrifices. Um, uh, Elfa Olaf's daughter was struck by lightning and exploded. She didn't make it, but the captain and Lena did. They got on to uh, life rafts and uh, made it off the ship to uh, do it another day <laughs> to someone else. Mission um, accomplished. And and that's really all there was to it. They. Uh, they didn't mind the fact they didn't really plan on you being there, but once they realized you were there, they figured that working together, they could keep you distracted enough to where 
you wouldn't be able to put two and two together. They didn't expect you to find the goats. Or to go Sadly, we found them too close to the right place. <clears throat> our players, yeah. our players included Alex Sun, David Gasway, uh, Janelle Hippel, uh, Lex Hurley, and with yours truly as the keeper of the secrets. Is that everybody? Yeah. We have a Discord server where you can chat with our other members. You can set up private games. You can learn the finer arts of gameplay and game mastering. We provide audio-only versions of our shows free for you to download from Podbean or iTunes. If you'd like to help support our show, please visit our Patreon account. Just a dollar to a month helps us a lot. Like, share, and subscribe to our channel and push the bell icon for updates on our latest shows. And leave us some comments. We enjoy reading them and answering any questions you might have. This is Tom Rayleigh, together with all the members of our gaming club, inviting you to journey with us once again into the darkness for another adventure into the universe of H.P. Lovecraft and the Call of Cthulhu role-playing game. Until next time, good luck and good gaming.